back, everybody. Get under cover. Looks like this main building is going to go any minute. Team Orange, I want you to keep at least half a block away from that thing. There's no telling what that droid's gonna do, and I don't wanna shut it down. It takes three days to reinitialize and get it working again. That can't be witch. But if we see any more of those feral refugees, we're gonna have to try to rescue them. Even if they are faster and hide better. Silver teams, come on in with me. We're gonna do a little exploring here. Watch your backs. This place is still falling apart. Let's go in. Nice and easy. Be ready to retreat at a moment's notice. We don't know what's in there. Alright, hey. Hey, do you see something up ahead? Yeah, man, I'll cut your six. Alright. something to eat after all. Not it. She. Now you can see why she was so upset. Some sort of torture center. Looks like it. Interrogation. This could yield a lot of information the Emperor didn't want us to have. <laughs> Good thing you shut down that construction droid, Wedge. It's worth the delay. Yeah. Good thing. Adjustments to dilithium crystal chamber complete. Pre-recorded in a second floor guest room filled with tall ales and taller tales. Join a group of grown men intent on discussing the intricacies of fantasy and science fiction. Tim Gilbert Media presents... Hello, all you fans of sheep crystal paddling and force nub fingering. This is the Dungeons and Dweebs Podcast, episode 44, Star Wars Jedi Search, part one. I'm your host, Bob, and are you looking for a last-minute stocking stuffer that your kids will go nuts over this holiday season? 
Try Dr. Duel's Glitter Stim Pop Rocks! Fabulously fibrous and made out of premium spider spooge, Glitter Stim Pop Rocks are just the thing to make your little rebels strung out and paranoid. Thanks, Aiden. But I'm not alone. Across the table from me, on his last trip to Hawaii, he may have explored a few crystal-lined geyser shafts like on Eel Shaw, but harvesting spongy moss wasn't exactly what he was doing. However, I do think he came home with a bad case of bugdillos. It's Luke. What? <laughs> bugdillos? Man, I... <laughs> Not in the abridged audio version. No, I missed that part. Hey, but hey, it's December. That means Star Wars. Yes. For the, for the foreseeable future. Thanks, Disney. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're back here. It's been a little while. It's been a while, it's but we're back. We're going strong. I mean, Star Wars uh, is now exploding on the big screen in a huge way on yeah. Disney+. Plus. Dungeons and Dweebs is here to rake up the flotsam and jetsam, try to score a little on the side. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Thank you for our new five listeners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, let's kick this off across the table from me. He's the Mandalorian to my baby Yoda. It's Clob! Excellent. Oh, God. <laughs> Salutations, my young Padawans, from near and far away. <laughs> We've come together again in the Legends universe to our intrepid original heroes on the beginning of another epic adventure. Reminds me your old Uncle Clob of my gallivanting days of youth. Many spent in some cantina somewhere trying to hone my skills with the Force and convince an attractive, vivacious young redhead or a pale, wintry, regal minx to follow me home where we'd practice our skills in the manipulation of the matter of the universe. Hot. Across the table from me, he's just recently given himself to the dark side and decided to permanently follow his own personal Sith Master for the rest of time. One master, one apprentice. Boy, oh, say it ain't so. <laughs> the Rick Jones to my Hulk, the Garth to my Arthur Curry, the Chris Santos to my Jeffrey Zarkarian. Neil, welcome back, my young apprentice. How are you this chilly winter night? You know, with all your apprentices, I don't know how you're a master at this point. All of us seem to be recycled over and over again. <laughs> well, today, I plan to make sure that we pronounce all names correctly, such as Han, Leah, Londo, Luck, Weege, Yuda, and Chewbacca accurately. <laughs> This way, no one on the internet will have anything to complain about as we go through this return to Star Wars. I'm gonna the internet is a nice place, isn't it? I'm going to reserve the right to say Han or Han, <laughs> whether I'm feeling like Lando or whether I'm feeling like Leia. <laughs> Lando? You mean Londo. Londo. Oh. Londo Anaka. Lando. Oh my god. Man. It's really hard to intentionally pronounce those wrong, by the way, when you know what they're supposed <laughs> to be looking at. And what's My entire life has <sighs> taught me wrong. <laughs> but we are here to uh, start off on what is our second Legends trilogy in the Star Wars universe. Yeet. Yeah. So, but before we do that, I'm parched. So I feel like we should head into the cantina. All right, well, let's go into the cantina. Uh, the chick with the tentacles has got some good stuff for us. However, I'm going to tell you, sip, do not chug on this first one. No okay. problem. We need to warm ourselves up. Hey, honey, come on. Over here. Yep. No. Uh, uh, no, Empire credits will be just fine. Hey. What about best? We don't serve there. Do you have any blue milk? What am I supposed to find in a... Oh, my goodness. It's bigger on the inside. I want to go to Taki Station and power converters. Okay, okay, it's not a detonator, it's just a jammy dodger. What will it be, boys? Tavern talk. I'm real 
in the uh, back corner of Chalman's Cantina. We're listening to the uh, Bith Band, Figrin Dan and the Modal Nodes. They're laying down some sweet jizz. <laughs> Dan who? I am not an elephant! <laughs> um, is, Bebo, is Bebo gonna sit in tonight? Oh my god. So, Sadly, uh, that's a true thing. So all of that is real stuff. You should know. No. I, yeah. Yes, it is. The, yeah. more, the more I dig into Star Wars, the more I feel like, just leave it at the surface. <laughs> just watch the just movie. Just let it die. Um, don't worry. Hey, if you don't know what we're talking about, Deeper Delves coming your way soon. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, this is uh, the portion of the show where we go around the table and uh, kind of go through things that may be unrelated to the book we're reviewing. We take about 20 minutes, half hour, you know. Uh, to talk about our things going on in our nerd universes. Nerd world. So, Luke, so. what is going on? I'll tell you what, boy. Um, as far as feedback goes, I don't know, our feedback's a little old right now. It's gone a little stale. That's okay. Uh, we haven't posted nothing. We've been doing, no, we're doing our own thing. Oh, yeah. Very true. Yes, that is true. Neil, Mr. Consistency himself. He is Mr. Yeah. Consistency. In a, in high which, praise to wait, yeah, Neil. Yes, high praise to Neil. However, it is very awkward when people when I when I meet people who know of our podcast and they start asking me about the books you post and I have to tell <laughs> them that I have no idea because that's another guy on, a, on the show. <laughs> no, it's no, I swear, it's my, I'm part of the podcast, but I have no idea what he's talking about when he posts that. Oh, man, that, that book you guys just did, that was awesome. Oh, Dragonlance? No, the, that other one. We did uh, another one. We love Brent Weeks. Who's Brent Weeks? I haven't put on him on there in a while. Um, but my nerd world, uh, I guess as far as feedback goes, like I've got a YouTube comment um, yesterday, day before, something like that. Um, pointing out that we've had a spelling mistake in one of the titles of our Red Rising videos. That had been oh, up no. there for like two years. Oh no, <laughs> what was spelled wrong? Uh, in the Do I Feel Lost Always uh, video for Golden Sun, it says Do I Fell Lost oh. Always. Um, you have another button that doesn't work on your computer there, Bob, when you're typing these things out. No, no, oh. that was me. <laughs> oh, never mind. Sorry. That was me. I was, I was uploading uh, in batches and... You know, got a little, a little distracted. Otherwise, in the nerd world, uh, I've been watching Watchmen on the HBO series. Um, I believe it's over now, and I think I still haven't watched the last episode. Uh, so See? spoiler free, but overall a, a, a plus. Wow, oh, really? Wow, it's, really? I haven't gotten a chance to watch that one. Yet. Slow to start, stick with it, and all of a sudden it, it'll. It'll flip. You'll be like, "Whoa!" Aren't you saying it was like uh, episode three or four or something yeah. that you said mm-hmm. get to there? Yeah, so, right. yeah. I, I guess. Yeah, you know, the, the first episode is strong and it hooks you. Two is a little slow, and it's I don't know. It's just all these new characters, and I guess I was watching it week by week. I think if you binge it, you're probably better off. Right. So yeah. you would say it's not as good as Swamp Thing, which got canceled. <laughs> Didn't after watch the Swamp first thing, first episode. No way. I have not watched it yet because I'm a huge Swamp Thing fan. Um, What's that on? Uh, DC, DC, yeah, okay. yeah, little channel. Um, watch that. Uh, also watched uh, Marvel's Runaways on Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. Good plot, terrible writing, but you know, I, heck, I binged through three seasons of that, so it must have been good enough. I didn't make it past the first one. You didn't? Oh, okay. I think I got eight episodes in or so, and okay. then or something like that, and then I was like, eh, I need more dinosaur. And I, I need quit. more. Di- that need more dinosaurs. Dino- yeah, okay, one, yeah. Of the, one of the characters is psychically linked with a dinosaur, but, like, the entire... They never show it in the, the first en- season, really. The entire time 
through throughout that show, they're always coming up with reasons why the dinosaur can't come with them. Yep. <laughs> it's needs more dinosaur. It's so and I, and yeah, I don't know if like they just don't have, didn't have the CGI budget Probably. for it or what. But they're like, oh, we gotta. Oh, this is too dangerous for the dinosaur. Too dangerous for the dinosaur. <laughs> But not dangerous enough for some teenage kids. Yeah, teenage kids. You know, not all of them have superpowers either. So it's um, so I don't. Oh, the mildest of recommends. Like if you're really hurting for something to watch, I'll stamp that on there. Right. That's about it for me, though. Clob. Well, I have been living my life in the quad for the past about three weeks. I have been absolutely obsessed. I stumbled upon this sci-fi show from 2015 and it's still going because there's like five or six seasons Woo. Um, it's still going it's called Killjoys and I, I, I'm, I've been addicted I've, I've just started the third season right now it's these three bounty hunters and the bounty hunters are known as Killjoys I find that funny yeah mm, and uh, they go around and they for the first like for the first season they're just going around doing different missions and then it rolls into a whole, instead of the mission of the week, it rolls into a whole, like, serial aspect of it. And, like, the head girl has a twin sister who's off trying to take, who's now trying to take over the universe. And it's, it's, it's off of Sci-Fi Channel, so you, gotta, you, you have to kind of suspend yourself and just be there for the fun of it. The graphics are pretty decent, actually, for TV graphics. Right. The Sci-Fi Channel? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're pretty decent for TV graphics. And it's, it's fun. It's and you have your tropes. You have you know the tough uh, female captain who's incredibly smart. You have the nerd pilot. You have the nerd mechanic pilot guy, and then you have the muscle guy. Mm. And the two other, the two guys are brothers. Right. And but it's fun. It's a fun Star watch. Star Trek Voyager. It's one. It's it's one of those. It's it's one of those things where I found myself numerous times going. I'll just watch one more episode, and then all of a sudden it's twelve thirty one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, I did. For whatever dumb reason, I powered my way through Titans season two. Oh, like the Teen Titans. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, off DC. Uh, uh, It's better than season one. We finally get (laughs) you. Finally get to Nightwing. (laughs) Oof. And you finally get to Nightwing instead of having two Robins standing next to each other, which got weird for a while. What the heck? Because both, uh, uh, both. Uh, Dick Grayson and Jason Todd are in it. Okay. And Dick Grayson is like training Jason Todd because Batman's sick of him and needs him to settle down. That's why he sends him to San Francisco to go hang out with Dick Grayson. Wow. <laughs> um, it's it's got some neat things. The guy who plays uh, the guy who plays Destro- Deathstroke is actually really good. Okay. Uh, but it's just again, it gets a little like. It gets a little like Dawson's Creek in costumes for a while. Okay, so <laughs> it's not a solid recommend yet. No, it's not a solid recommend yet. But it, if you're yet. bored, well, if yet. you're bored, watch an episode. Season um, four or five, it'll hit its stride. The, Ma- the Mandalorian, <laughs> of course. But I'm sure we're going to talk. We're going to talk that. about that on it. Our and own, its own show. The other thing that I found is I found this show called Reprisal. And this is now one of, it became my obsession. It's off of Hulu, and it's this weird, like, it's, it's, I was describing it to Luke earlier today, mm-hmm. actually. It's this weird Sons of Anarchy meets Americans' Gods type thing. Hmm. Where it's, it's, there's no science fiction to it at all. There's no science fiction or magic to it at all, mm-hmm. but it's, it's about this uh, gang, and this woman's coming back to get revenge on this gang. 
but it's about it's about this gang of brawlers, and they're called the Brawlers. Mm-hmm. And then these three guys that are in there are called the Red are called the uh, the Red River Phoenixes. And it's just it's it's like Sons of Anarchy or uh, you know shows like that, but the way it's shot is like American Gods. Where it's the where it's just that weird off color palette. Sometimes okay. you're getting like weird camera angles that are kind of cool. Like where you need the, to be on drugs to experience it fully. It does help. It, you, you do kind of <laughs> get in, You do kind of get really into it. Like I'm standing outside, and like I'd be standing outside in the middle of an episode with the dog, and I'd be like, I could take that guy across the street. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, highly recommend. It's one season right now. I don't know if they're going to be able to come back for another season, but super good, super good acting in it. Um, like I said, we're going to talk about the Mandalorian. That's about what I have for sci-fi as we gear up for the season now. For you know, eventually getting into Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. which is going to be I, I again. I don't know how I'm feeling right now, but I'm, I'm hopeful at least. Neil. Other than posting on Facebook, where have you been? Yeah, basically at my host. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> That's what happens when you turn to the dark side. Uh, You've know. been DM- you're not allowed DMing to go- some major games. You're not allowed to go anywhere anymore. What do you speak of? <laughs> um, so I'll try to keep it mostly, right now I can kind of keep it book related. Because nice. we'll talk about show stuff later, like we've already mentioned multiple times here. Right. As Bob just said, still currently DMing a... D&D campaign that's split into two different parties. Some of them meet very regularly. Some of them do not meet very regularly. I promise do nothing. (laughs) You're not the only one. (laughs) But anyway, um, it's a lot of fun with that, going through the different things that I know that's coming up, but they don't know that's coming up. One group even got a nice Christmas present in-game for it. The other group did not because they don't show up. Not that I keep glaring at Luke <laughs> off camera since audio, we don't have audio, 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 audio podcast. Audio podcast. I'm glaring at Luke. Um, so let's go from there. Then uh, one of the Facebook ones that I noticed we had our most comments on yeah. was I posted. It was kind of a regretful one because it was an author where at our town we had a used bookstore. Mm-hmm. And I found this one book. It was called The Rune Lords by David Farland. Oh, and regretful. Why is this? Why? I, if you read the post, you'd have known. Oh, roasted. You even Ouch. commented on it multiple I times. I did comment so. on it because I like the Rune Lords. And I'm, so anyway, it oh, was okay. regretful because it's a used bookstore. So I found book one and I finished it. Then I went back. There's no book two. This bookstore didn't have book two. Oh, no. I didn't find book two. I didn't find book three. I didn't find any of these. So I read this book one of the series and loved it. Yeah. I've never finished any of the other ones to this point in time. I have all of them. So the last <laughs> week. So about two weeks ago, I bought it. One through six off of eBay. Nice. <laughs> so I, haven't, I haven't got to read them yet, but nice. they're on my to-do list. But we had some great conversation on there, and you jumped in occasionally, Bob. Yeah. Some comments. And at one point, I got confused because I was posting his Dungeons & Dweebs, and you were posting his Dungeons uh, & Dweebs, and we were arguing with each other at one point. You know, you know what's really funny? <laughs> it's it's more super So this is way too much information, but sometimes if I'm posting off my computer, it'll be posting his Dungeons & Dweebs. Then I'll grab my phone, go hit the toilet or something, post again, then it's posting as me, and then I'll come back to the computer, and I forget to switch who it's yeah. saying. Because we so, created Dungeons & Dweebs under my my account, mm-hmm. yeah. so that's why. But it's been hilarious. The, and during those comments, I'm like, God dang it, Bob. <laughs> I'm not trying to fight with you. <laughs> and then on the other side of things, since Bob brought up Brent Weeks, his... Uh, fifth book of his Lightbringer series released mm. not too oh, long the trilogy, ago. Yeah. yeah, the trilogy that became five books. I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. And I had this conversation with a friend of the show, Zach. Yes. Because he enjoyed the series as well and he finished it first. And 
even though it's almost a thousand page book to wrap up what he wanted as a trilogy wow. as book wow. five, One we more. felt he rushed a lot of things. What? That wow. it should have been another book because of how many new things got brought up near the end. So at this point, like there was a lot of good points. There was one scene that stood out above all the rest and it was amazing. And I'm trying to keep everything spoiler free here. But overall, I still don't know how I feel about it. Mm. I mean, it was a close to a series that rushed its ending. Mm. Is he going to rob, he's going to Robert Jordan. Sometimes, sometimes it happens. You get a little excited. You rush the ending. Yeah, must be an old guy. Yeah, I was gonna say you'll, you'll find this out as you get older, young one. You had a plan. You had a you plan. A, you you're, had gonna, a plan. you're gonna stick with it. But no. But with that idea though of the Robert Jordan idea, looking at how he set it up, he's already planning to go back to a different book series, not the one he just finished. So I don't know if he plans on fixing stuff later or if he plans on going more in depth with it. But right now. Like, a lot of the stuff was just very So you'd say quick the uh, coital rhythm of the book was off. You could use that, <laughs> yes. <laughs> to, to quote uh, Herbert. Uh, Ever since Frank that Frank thing Herbert. got to come up with. <laughs> <laughs> he rushed the coital rhythm at the end. Mm. So, okay. But anyway, and Lake Luke, I was also watching Watchmen. Yep. I still have the last episode as well. Oh, I have to get that. I have what, to look at that. What you yeah. mostly said covered most of what my thoughts were. Started good, slowed a bit, and then kind of turned it back around when they started getting more towards the actual reasons of what the story is. And Jeremy Irons is fantastic in his weird role of what he's doing. Oh, I did not know Jeremy Irons. Oh, Uh, yes. Now Claude's on board. Oh. (laughs) Older Ozymandias. Oh, damn. Yeah, Yeah, I'm in. (laughs) So it's fun. Anyway. um, Oh, sorry. One final shout out just because I still enjoy it. Um... Magic the Gathering, still fun. Wish we could play more, guys. I, I know. I, <laughs> I agree. Know. I agree. I agree. We gotta. We gotta. Anyway, uh, because actually, I'm reading the new novella that came out of it. That's why I brought that up. Oh. Actually, bringing that since you brought that up, um, you finally opened the packs I gave you last I did, summer. I did, actually. <gasps> um, I have no idea what they mean, though. Uh, <laughs> but we're actually going to be uh, running a nerd night in January at my bar. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. Because oh the new the new bartender is like, can I just bring a bunch of my buddies in here and we'll play magic and a bunch of other oh. stuff? And the owner and I are like, yeah. <laughs> like if it gets business in the door, yeah. if they want to sit here and drink and play magic, we don't care. Uh, I'll awesome. sit down and play. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Good idea. Cool. So I'll let you guys know what night that oh, is. Oh, cool. Yes, yeah. definitely. Nice. Anyway. And let the listeners know as well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, Bob. Again, it keeps that homey feel. It what does, about it does. your nerdy? Month, month. Uh, Wonder Woman. I had gotten the Wonder Woman run by George Perez, um, which is kind of lauded as being right after the crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, which, which actually I in. just read. Did you like just last read that? week? Like that? last week I went through the crisis of Infinite <laughs> nice. Earths uh, omnibus. And that's Perez, his art, which is fen- phenomenal. Like mm. it is so detailed. It's kind of the art style that I really enjoy. For comic books, uh, incredibly detailed. But he's kind of lauded as uh, heading up Wonder Woman and really changing her around, doing a lot with the mythos, and it's kind of what's great about it. I'm going to give it a lukewarm, um, my own recommendation. I'm in Omnibus 2 right now, halfway through the second Omnibus. And it's kind of like reading Grapes of Wrath. (laughs) <laughs> like, so, it, so you have one chapter that's the storyline, and then one chapter that's about the world around yeah, it. It's oh man, it is dense. It's real dense, and I don't mind dense. Comic is there a book, turtle? But no. Uh, well, there might be actually. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a few listeners out there that'll get the turtle yeah, reference yeah. with the game, with grapes of wrath. 
But I, it's one of those things that I, you can tell that you're in the hands of a really good comic writer. And um, what he does is, is really forward-thinking in a lot of ways. At the same time, there's just some weird moments. There's not the cliffhanger major battles that I'm expecting from comic books a lot of times. Oh. There's definitely more downbeat. There is literally one storyline that culminates with one of the main characters going through menopause. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Oh. <laughs> like, like, he definitely oh. tried to do things that were far more, ah, boy, what would you say? Maybe trying to tackle issues. I, you know, I get social the, issues. I get the idea of trying to tackle social issues. Maybe trying to change the compass bearing a little bit towards something that's not so, you know, neck beard male centric. But boy, is some of it is not exciting. Mm-hmm. I have plowed through an awful lot of material for not a lot of uh, payoff storyline wise. I, I, I haven't thought it's, it's okay, but it's very downbeat. And so I would give it a. a Mild recommend, like it's not something you, not something that you want in a superhero. I'm not jazzed about. It. I won't lie. I don't think comic. I'll read the omnibus probably again. Yeah. You know, like it's like, oh, well, this was cool. I'm glad I experienced it. You know, kind of like Grapes of Wrath. Well, I got to do it. Yep. And now I'll probably never do it again. <laughs> you know, it's, but uh, artwork is phenomenal. If there's nothing else don't that I can say pick about on it. Steinbeck. I will pick on Steinbeck. I will. English, I will pick on Steinbeck. English teacher and the history teacher fight. We are going to fight. We are going to fight. Yeah. Because um, that was, oh, that's an awfully boring novel, too. But I'm not. <laughs> you, you just have to read the Joad chapters. The chapters yeah. about, the chapter is about the turtle. You just leave alone. <laughs> so, um, but that, I did want to address one thing uh, for The Mandalorian mm-hmm. a long time ago, as people are, but it's Star Wars centric, which is where we're going. Ew. I just love it. I will not say who made the comment, but I had put out a Mandalorian post that had a image from the cantina oh. that had the, yep. a blonde girl in red armor. That just, as soon as I saw her with her oh. weird hair, I, I'm like, I've seen somebody who looks like her. And so I did a quick image search. I knew it was one of the, the role playing guides. And yeah, there's a girl who. I mean, very vaguely resembles her, right? Yeah. Blonde hair with with red, you know. Mm-hmm. So through the magic of matching them up, you know, you can make kind of an instant like, oh, they kind of look similar, yeah. kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. To grab people's attention, really, it's done as just kind of a crappy ploy to try to get people to look <laughs> and maybe follow our podcast. Thank you for um, all those people who did. Yeah, but Platt O'Keefe uh, was the name of the character from the the guides. Um, and boy, some everybody was kind of having fun with it and like, haha, that's that's great. And then somebody really started going heavy on the comments on one of the sites that I posted it to about how like, well, but Platt O'Keefe is a smuggler. And very clearly, the person that you are showing is a bounty hunter. And so... <laughs> <laughs> Why not there's, both? There, there's, yeah. I know. Like, I'm like, well, I, I get it. But like... It, she's a girl at a bar. <laughs> she, could, she could be both. She could have been a smuggler for a while. You're already on the wrong side of the law. You yep. could become a bounty hunter. Plus, what do you no. do when the empire's gone? Exactly. I don't know. But I do know that the creators of this show are huge old school Star Wars fans. Oh, Favreau is huge. Oh, and that's why it's been so successful. They are peppering in so much stuff that I'm I'm sure this is not one of them. But uh, I just thought it was funny how well, quick I, the neckbeards jump on Well, I didn't post it to Dungeons and Dweebs. I just posted it to my regular page. Um, I'm not through the, you know, I'm through episode six. And episode six shows up and it's... 
Bobby Elvis from Sons of Anarchy <laughs> and Bill Burr, the comedian. And I'm like, okay, Bill I Burr? Bill Burr yeah. is awesome in episode uh, six. The Mandalorian is is giving jobs to comedians like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> it's, it, no, well, it does kind of, you get the feel that it kind of feels like it's Favreau and his buddies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And but, but it's great. I love it. I mean, I want it to get more serial. We're kind of becoming Mission of the Week right now. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with Mission of the Week. Want it to be, I want it to be a little more serial. We'll Let's go we'll, to the grocery store. We're going to do they a Mandalorian-centric. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. Saying, they I'm have. They even have ethereal. ones that say Star Wars on them a lot. Uh, one even has interactive tattoos. Ooh, I might have bought a cereal. Buy a box and I'm going to kill you. Buy a box and I'm going to kill you. That's a cereal. No. Let's actually get into this book because it is it is a shorter book. It's, quick, yeah. it's a quick read, and so let's actually get into this so that we can go. I have another round coming. Uh, this is a this is a actually it is called the Mandalorian. It's kind of like a car bomb, so we got the shot and we have the other alcohol we have to drop it into. All right, all right, bring that over here. Yeah, use the slave one tray. Isn't that a speeder bomb? You know Tashi Station? I'm a leaf on the wind. The frick got fired from there. I'm a leaf. Waiting around for that Skywalker kid to come pick up the power convoyers. He got downloads into the systems. I pull up a chair, friend. Eighty-four. So here we are. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Uh, we're using that. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Jedi Surge, Kevin, James. Wasn't he Paul Blart Mock? <laughs> I, I didn't realize he wrote any books. Uh, Kevin J. Anderson. And uh, Louis' brother. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. We just proved exactly where we're from with the Louis Anderson reference. Yeah, right. Louis Prologue is killing us. Jedi Search by Kevin J. Anderson. <laughs> um, I guess when did you guys read this book? Let's yeah, break let, it down history, a little bit. History with I'd never book. heard of this book. I oh. want to say this was late high school, college. Yeah, I, I read this when I was 14. I got it off the book rack. I know exactly where I was at. Did this guy do some Dune? Yes, he, I did, know he, did, name? he did Dune stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's a was a prolific author, and I want to. I don't. I mean, I didn't look into him, but I would say this was probably his zenith. I mean, this was the '90s is when he was, I think, writing the Dune novels into the early thousands. He was doing. His fingers were everywhere into Star Wars. I mean, he was seemingly uh, guiding storylines in multiple areas. Like it felt like he was doing this trilogy at the same time he was doing like the Tales stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he seemed to have his fingers into the the role playing stuff and source book stuff. So I guess I didn't look into Kevin J Anderson. I couldn't find a lot of information as to what exactly position he had mm-hmm. at Bantam. That but it seems like Lucasfilm gave him uh, quite a reign on people. Uh, they did some pretty cool things though. I mean, between himself and uh, especially Timothy Zahn and Stackpole, they weaved together the universe. I think at the time people were really taking this seriously. You know, Mm -hmm. nothing Star Wars had been published aside from some role-playing stuff and this was seen and uh, I think that's why a lot of Legends people are so butthurt about the throwing out of Legends, which I understand, Mm -hmm. is that 
I mean, we were all being told, like, this was coming directly from Lucasfilm, like Lucasfilm mm-hmm. licensed or whatever, and, and these authors are spending a lot of time enmeshing all of their stuff together so it all worked. Uh, Kevin J-, J. Anderson, though, I don't know, for those of you who have read the book, we're about to read, um, he name drops everything from the time. Like, okay. like everything that happened in Zahn and Stackpole stuff, stuff from source books, like, yep. he is just prolific with name dropping everywhere. To try to connect it all together. Hey, see, guys, I'm connected. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's real. The Truce of Bakura, for crying out loud, he's name-dropping in this novel. So, um, but yeah, I I remember picking it up right away summer of 94 when it came out, I believe. Um, I found it on a rack at at a store and immediately plowed. We were on a vacation, and so I remember being in a hotel room just plowing through it, just (laughs) loving it. Yeah. I don't know. You come and swimming, Bobby? No, I'm reading about Bob. <laughs> I don't want to go to the pool, Mom. I'm reading Jedi Search. <laughs> <laughs> Is Luke? Oh, I don't got to find out if Luke's going to find the Jedi's. Yeah, but this was the, the second trilogy. I had no access to a lot of the comics, so I didn't know comics were going on in Dark Horse at this mm-hmm. time. So I didn't know anything about the Dark Empire or any of that stuff uh, until I got source books later on. So this was my second trilogy. I had read Zahn stuff, and this was the second thing out of the gate for me. So, anybody else? When is the club? You said you read it probably college. Yeah, or this something? was probably '94, so I probably hadn't. I probably didn't pick this one up. This, this setup until probably early college, probably okay. fresh, freshman freshman year of college. '99, so. 2000, something. '97. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, you know, when we had these books. <laughs> Um, and just kind of, yeah, just kind of one of those things of, uh, I want to say I picked this one up when I was working at summer camp. Mm. And so it was uh, just, again, like you said, one of those things where it's like, hey, you want to go down to the beach and talk to the girls? No, I got to read about Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> He's starting an academy. I got to read it. Gotta find out what, what you, it is. What do you what do you will what do you whittle in there, uh, counselor club? It's a lightsaber handle. <laughs> <laughs> just like Gantoris. Oh wait, that's cool. I can teach you if you want, just like Luke in this book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me feel your nub. <laughs> what? Was none of the, I think we all got... Can, can we just go around? Can we go around? Because I feel a lot is getting lost here. Can we go around and just say, so how did all of us read this book slash digest this? Because that's this gonna, time. That's This time, that's going to play into, I think... Oh, it's definitely going to play. And I'll fully admit, I... I just clicked on I clicked on audio on Audible. Tell the whole story because I think this is funny. I clicked on Audible, clicked on the audio book, and I'm like, "Holy crap, is this really short?" So on my three hour drive to go pick up my kid, I listened to the whole first book, and I'm like, "Wow, are we going to be able to do enough time on this? Because this book is so short. Usually the audio books are like seven to nine hours." Yeah. I get back, I walk into Bob, I walk into Bob's room on Monday, and I'm like, "Hey." That's a really short book. He's like, "I'm done reading already. I listened to it on the whole way down to the cities and back." I'm like. Ah, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> then, we, then, we, then we looked it up and figured out uh, the audible version is the abridged version. It's the yeah. old abridged version. So, yeah, so there's stuff missing. Um, so I don't know if they cut out the nub stuff, but we'll have to get to it. Yes. It was, yeah, uh, I will tell you right now they cut out the nub yeah. stuff. <laughs> I listened to the same one. And, hey, uh, shout out to listener Mike for hooking us up with uh, the actual versions of the audio Oh, book. yeah, Mike. But thank I, uh, you. That's how I digested it. Yeah, and I, I think going forward, that's how I'm going to go with it. It was just we had a little uh, we had a little group project going on, <laughs> unrelated to the podcast. That 
kind of forced me to take the shorter right, route. Right, right on. But um, Neil, I, huh? I read it. Right. About a month ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I was trying to keep us on schedule. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, th- I, that's the thing, too, is yeah. I'm through the second book already. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm through the second as well. Um, I, so I've, I, I did the, I read it and listened to it at the same time. So I'd get up early in the morning, put in the ear, something I've done twice, but I actually like it more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I listen to it and follow along in the book mm-hmm. now. And I actually really like that. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, but yeah. So now that we've covered where we're all at and how we read the book, when we read the book, Bob, do you have a summary for us? Uh, that's so we I can do. actually start talking. Let's start talking. Let's, about just, let's just wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap it up. So what are your final thoughts? What are your final thoughts? <laughs> that's kind of the abridged version of Dungeons and Dungeons. <laughs> Shortest episode ever. <laughs> Are you done listening to Dungeons and Dweebs already? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It was a 40-minute episode. There's no minutiae or anything. Nothing. <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Academy Trilogy Volume 1 Jedi Search by Kevin J. Anderson. Bantam Spectra Publishing, February 1994. It is seven years after the events in Return of the Jedi, and the New Republic still struggles to find support from outlying systems and mop up the vestiges of the old Imperial military complex. Our story opens with Luke and Chewbacca on a diplomatic trip to Kessel. You know, Kessel. That run that they did back in the day under, in under 12 parsecs. Well, on this return trip, things don't go so well. The planet has been taken over by a leader named Morath Duel. And Han and Chewie are captured and thrown into the spice mines of Kessel. Meanwhile, Luke has petitioned the New Republic that a new group of Jedi Knights would be a good thing. So they send him to find more Force sensitives, which he does in one giant 150-page montage. <laughs> you know I'm gonna find a Jedi. <laughs> Sorry. Leia is given nothing fun to do. We mainly see her meet with brainless leaders take ripple baths, and generally stress about political incompetence and how she needs a break. (laughs) Sounds like my entire life. (laughs) Han and Chewie meet a kid in the depths of the mines named Kip Duron. He's got great proto-force powers that even an agnostic like Han can recognize. They escape the mines and blast off-planet. Running from Duel's pursuit ships, they seek shelter in the dangerous Maw Cluster, a series of black holes that surround the system. But Han, Chewie, and Kip make an ominous discovery. In the heart of the cluster, shielded for years from the outside galaxy, an Imperial weapons installation has lain hidden. It is here that the Death Star was developed, and now an even more horrible and insidious weapon, the Sun Crusher, now resides. The facility is guarded by Admiral Dalla, an emotional and mildly incompetent leader. <laughs> they are captured, interrogated, and finally escape the facility, bringing the deadly Sun Crusher with them. Everybody reunites, and Luke is super excited to get up his charter school for the gifted and talented Force users on Yavin. <laughs> Inside those cool Masasi pyramids from Episode 4. All right, so that uh, that's the that's the synopsis. Uh, but there is a kind of a lot for us to digest here, if we want, you know. Well, stuff definitely happens. Stuff happens in this book, uh, and I feel like this is a comic book series, way more than the Zahn series was. With Zahn, I almost saw shades of gray, but with this, it's very primary colors. They are just printing in 
four colors. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, you are good and you're evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I want to jump back real quick here beforehand. Yeah. One of the things that really bothered me at the start, and I told you, Bob, this yeah. afterwards, is that this is not a direct sequel to what we just read. Right. Or no. the last Oh, yeah, we talked stuff. about this, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, I was under the understanding. Like, I'm, they, they talk about stuff that's right. happened in between yeah. the books. All of a sudden, they have three children. Yeah. They have three. Luke apparently defeated the clone of the Emperor who came back at some point. Yep. When did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. I, and then, like you said, it was in the comic series, though. Right. They were tying but, everything together so much, but yeah, you would have had to have been on top of it all mm-hmm. to know what was going on. And and I think that's where some problems came in because, like, the Dark Empire comics are kind of cool, but they're pretty wackadoo. See, and actually, I <laughs> I, I, I I like the dark. Uh-huh. I like the dark comics. I really do. Um, I actually think that's where they're going with Rise of the Jedi, but. Uh, excuse me, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but looking at that, I do, and I do remember the first time that I read this going, what, the the, the Emperor came back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was very uh, confused. Was, like, like I was like, yeah. where was this book? Yeah, totally unaware of the, uh, currently, of, So I had to go back comics. and look it up. Club and I, and even Luke, we grew up in the same area. There was no comic book shops around. Maybe occasionally the grocery store would have one of those turn racks with comics on. You know know where I got most of my comics? The Holiday Gas Station. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. That's when they still used to have, like, they still used to, the Holiday Gas Station used to still do the the runs of, like, Spider-Man and the runs of, uh, like, New Mutants and stuff. Right. (laughs) But, like, Dark Horse was only just gaining ground at this point. It's only through Star, their, like, Star Wars and Aliens Predator line Mm -hmm. that they'll become a a huge name. They weren't on any racks. So, yeah, we're reading... Reborn Emperor. Yeah, you, you guys are a little more on top of it what? than I was. Until I talked to Neil, I was just like, I, I, I listened to it. They kind of like went over those details. I'm like, oh, I forgot that happened. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I must have missed it. <laughs> but anyway, other than that, and then we go in and they're going to Kessel, trying to get all this com- communication, trying to set up, let's try to set up some alliances here. Yeah, right, this could be right. good. And then a TIE fighter comes out, starts shooting at him. Oh, well, the Emperor's still here. The Empire's still here. Hey, there's an X-Wing. Hey, they're going to be saved. It's going to shoot at them. Right, yeah. And so uh, you get this idea of kind of a junk fleet. Kessel yes. is, is guarded by this junk fleet of just bits and pieces. and Yeah, it's it's anything you could get anywhere, which mm-hmm. I actually really like the idea. I, really, yeah. I really dug it. Yeah. Scavenge. You know, you, you have these scavenge ships. You have, you know, well, we got some of this. We happen to have this down TIE fighter over here. We got that running again. There's the... Uh, there's the uh, X wing over here. We got that right again. There's like two B wings over here that we put, we mashed together to make one, so it would actually fly. Yeah. There's like a weird X wing with like Tie Fighter wings or yeah. something, which I always thought was a super cool idea. Um, <laughs> but I like the description of them going into Kessel here. Yeah, and you can really see that it it's very close to the it's very close to the way that they set it up in Solo. Mm. It is, mm, I yeah, that. And, and I think because this establishes now in the EU what Kessel kind of is, I believe. Um, let's talk about it real quick because Kessel is brought up, the planet Kessel. They're returning to it. It's brought up in the first movie, so this is like as old school as it gets, right? Well, the, he the, made the, the Kessel Run, the Kessel right. Run in under twelve parsecs. He says. Mm-hmm. So now we're finally getting to see it, and then we've always heard the story about how Han dumped his shipment for Jabba. Yeah, yeah right? dropped his load. Dropped dropped his load completely, and so they're gonna. A load of spice. Hey, so they're going to connect those Even things. I get bored sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Ooh. But nice. 
I, I think we should address real quick uh, what neckbeards everywhere have problems with. I don't know if it really is, but oh. this whole idea, I think this is an old school problem, of parsecs. Did oh. you ever have any yeah. problem heard with it. the, the, the whole arguments. Han says that he does it under 12 parsecs? And, and this parsecs is like, are a unit of distance, of distance not a yeah. unit of time. Yeah, right. Yeah. And if you go into Wikipedia, there's all kinds of weird explanations for why Han says that. And there, in different scripts and everything else, there's different explanations, and he doesn't always say parsec. But for me, even I remember being, uh, you know, 14 and being like, mm-hmm. well, that's not really a problem for me because especially yeah. once this comes up, all of a sudden I get it. Granted, this is not science fiction uh, to me. This is opera, space opera, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's going, yeah, I did an under 12 parsecs. Well, this sets up that between Kessel and the rest of the galaxy are all these black holes mm-hmm. so then that would be like most ships have to take the long way around to avoid the black holes his ship is so fast he could skirt closer to the maw and he did it in under 12 parsecs so he doesn't have to say speed he can be like kessel run under 12 parsecs well he's got to have a fast ship if he yeah. was able to skirt that close Correct, to the because, black hole because the black hole has gravity yeah and right. the idea is if you if your ship isn't fast enough you get too close to that gravity well your ship right. goes into the black hole I no, feel like deuces. that's a. I feel it's a simple apologist explanation as for why he's just twelve parsecs. Yeah, I didn't really ever have a problem with it. I mean, yeah, I never cared either because no, it's it, space. It opera. happened. It I, I, I'm no astrophysicist. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's like it's black it, holes. Yeah, it's like how does this work? Does it matter? Huh, good point. Yeah, not really. No, yeah. yeah. There's things like that. So. What what exactly do dilithium crystals do? They give you warp drive. <laughs> does it matter? It doesn't yeah. matter. Just dilithium stuff. <laughs> how does it work? How does it run? Does and it this, run on this or this? Except this, for the fact uh, that you have to look at, you know, re, uh, whether they're the next generation refined dilithium or they're the original unrefined dilithium, oh because God. that's an entirely different thing. <laughs> as, Sco- anyway. as, as Scotty teaches us when he comes back in, in next Well, this, this poor sensor dish on the Falcon, like, it's just, <laughs> man, I <laughs> win. Excellent segue. Yes. Constantly getting broken off. <laughs> but I feel joy. like that's how, that's how it would be on your house. Like, a storm comes up. The, di- the dish falls off. <laughs> it just it makes me think of like uh, I don't know, like Legos. You always, yeah. you know, usually like the piece on top. That, that, one, falls that off. one piece that's just loose all the time for no reason. Yeah, because there's some manufacturing defect, mm-hmm. so the little peg doesn't fit quite yeah. right. It's always falling off. I, mm-hmm. but I, I, they, I always think of the guys that have like the KC lights on their truck. <laughs> And like it's, it, they're just a little higher than they think they are, so they like drive into the, uh, they drive into the car part, the car ramp, and yeah. ping! Damn it, I gotta buy another one now. Oh, well, then, even even later on, they, they give like uh, a function to this dish, right? And since yeah. it's missing, they can't do a thing. We'll, yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, right. Yeah, anyway. exactly. Um, so he can't surrender, is what he said, yeah. because he can't communicate with them. Mm. That's what it is. So they don't okay, have, no. they can't Bluetooth or anything. Like, you know, you know, so then, we're going straight. We're going straight CB wave. <laughs> yeah. That's Star Wars, down and dirty, man. We don't have Bluetooth. We don't have any. R two still got to plug into everything for Christ's sake. Yeah. I hope they replace the dish with like just one of those big whip antennas, <laughs> so that's flexible and it can just with a, te- with a tennis ball on the top of it. Yes. <laughs> those smiley balls, whatever. Cactus. He's got a cactus. cactus. Yes, of course he does. <laughs> Um, so I think would be they a idea. end up having to crash the ship 
to survive. Right. Is the best possible choice they can do. And I like this opening. Yeah, I think this, this gets a, it's a good yeah. one. It's it's Han and Chewie and the Falcon, and they're getting shot down. Sounds great. Uh, and we're at Kessel. And I, I love to see Kessel. Um, you know, something that's small and minute in the movies being blown out into the books. So yeah. chapter two, though, we bounce back to Coruscant. Remnants of the war that has just been fought, not only with Thrawn, but the reborn Emperor and this Dark Empire stuff. They're cleaning stuff up. Yeah. So we get ah, this whole cleanup stuff. This bugged the shit out of me in the audible version. <laughs> Shwing! Why is uh, that? The way he pronounced he it. He kept referring to it as Coruscant. Yeah. Oh, yep. Oh. Yep. I was actually, I was debating bringing that up or not, but I'm, I'm glad you I'm, did. I'm, it, no. it, it, it drove me crazy, no, too. No, it is referred to as Coruscant in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, it'd be pronounced this way. But, they, yeah, they actually he kept referring to it as Coruscant, and I'm like, where the hell is Coruscant? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, Dude. The tall buildings of the planet of and Coruscant. I don't, I don't know if it comes <laughs> up really here. I know in the second book it does, but Coruscant is not the way it is in... The new movies, then it it does have poles that have a ski resort on them. Oh. Yes, but it's still one city. It is a still giant yeah. city, but there are mountain ranges. It's not yeah, like the full city. But yeah. they do refer to it as the as the it city is. planet. It is. Yeah, they're yeah, sure. All and I have a feeling like when they talk about that, that those are like. You know, it's it's like man-made. It's like Central Park in the middle of New York. Okay, that's that's yeah. how it kind of I always see I, it when they did, I, when they did stuff like that. Like yeah. oh oh, it's the rich guy who's got the ski resort on top of the skyscraper. Oh okay, <laughs> see, yeah. I saw it as an actual mountain range. Like they didn't put the was city all the way over that, but. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, it is. It is three. It is Superman yeah. three. So, so anyway, uh, find, we go to Luke, right? In this, and we find out he experimented. With the dark side. Well, you yeah. got him, man. He hey, turned to the dark turn. side. And no, Leia how do we know? It just said experience. Well, I we don't the know comics this. now. But Leia pulls him back. In order to understand your side of the argument, man, you got to look at the other side of the argument. If you're going to be against drugs, you got to know what you're against. You got to do drugs. I feel so bad oh. for Kevin J. Anderson, though, in some ways in this, because I think he feels he has to make everything fit. He did not need to make those yep. comics fit, because, I mean, Le or Luke has uber powers in that mm. comic book series like on the on the vein of like uh, Force Unleashed where oh, like yeah, he is yeah. like crushing the heads of four-legged walkers he is he is unleashed in those comic books and Leia by saving him really becomes uber powerful herself they need to dial it all back to reality or you know as but, reality as this soap opera can be but, but I think that's one of the things that he actually does here too mm -hmm. um, especially later on is it talks about this idea that that type of power and using that type of power mm -hmm. comes from the dark side and there are ways to battle that with light side stuff right but if you use that power that way that's dark side power and you don't want to do that right you may look cool immediately right but you're costing yourself someone something it's essentially what's left of your soul yeah <laughs> right no it's true but he's uh, Luke is appearing in front of the uh, the the council to ask if he can start up a. I had bad feelings about this moment of <laughs> oh, great. Right. He's gonna go talk to a senate. Not, not, bad not senate scenes again. Well, uh, and like you said, but. like you said too, though he's a master Jedi. Why does he have to ask? 
Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's being polite. Actually, I think he asks because he because he knows he's gonna. He, he, it's it's like a lot of us do sometimes. You go you go to the boss with the, your great idea because you need to get the funding for it. Yep. You don't yeah. necessarily need anything from the company other than you need some funding. Yeah, yeah. But they're all weirdly sitting like a bunch of Greek gods. They're like sitting in this. It's obviously a temple-ish looking yep. type of thing. There's like a rainbow above them. <laughs> it's like this rainbow effect coming through the walls. That's much so, better than the other Senate scenes we've witnessed. I, I want to say this is how I always pictured yeah. the Senate then. Um, mm-hmm. So like it was really jarring when we watched the prequels and it was all those pods. This is again where a lot of times it'll be like, well, there's so much nerd rage or whatever and you can't yeah. please anybody. That's what I think is hard for me is when in what was in my head was, was something cooler yeah. Than what oh, was actually put on screen for me personally. <laughs> for me, what was on the page was cooler than what's on the screen. But, well, then I'm disappointed. And, and see, I'll be the excusist here. Yeah. <laughs> where again, this is after Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Who who after he destroyed the Senate? There, that's who not knows there. what yeah. the Emperor did with that building? I right? agree. That I could agree. have been the original Senate building, and the Emperor. Right. Well, I don't need he this. He planted anymore. a bunch of trees I so he could listen in I on everything. I don't. I don't need this anymore. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So now Luke wants his permission to look for new Jedi. Right. I mean, let's restart the order. Can't just be me. I'm all alone. He's lonely. I'm a lonely boy. Which he is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But he actually brings up a couple really oh, good yeah. points. His speech is very good. His yeah, the speech is, is very good. Hey, there are other people out there. I have run into other people. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to train them or do you want them to bump into somebody else? Yeah, and them to become <laughs> yeah. dark and we'd be fighting Vader all over again. Yeah. Right. Which is which is true. Um, but I also get the reservation here. I mean, think about it. All of the problems that have been caused in the galaxy have been by Force users. There's oh, got to yeah. be somebody going like, we should just put them all down. Luke, if you're the last one. <laughs> eh, no, no. Yeah, but, but but then again, there's people. I mean, Tarka was an a-hole before the before oh, yeah, that's even true. started. <laughs> yeah, that was all human creation there. Who knows what would have happened if the Emperor didn't like take power and Tarkin was... Because Tarkin was on the rise. Coming yeah. Up yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. coming coming up to maybe seize power himself, and who knows what would have happened then? Right. I mean, he, he already went behind the emperor's back, as we're going to find out, and hit a bunch of ships in places. Right. And we should say, I'm going to say at least Which, for myself, how do you have the balls to go against the emperor? Yeah. Most of my <laughs> conversation about this book is going to be like uh, like it was happening back in the '90s, oh. without oh. a lot of the new stuff coming up. Because yeah. number one, I'm unfamiliar with a lot of stuff that happened. In, like, there's been books written on Tark and everything. I haven't read any of them. So whatever the new canon is for this stuff, I'm more not fuzzy that. on it and I'm not there. So, yeah, if it comes into conflict with something that we know now, I, I don't know. But you, you, we, you, have to look, you have to look at this as a separate time. Right. You have to take this out. You have to take all of this out as a piece again. Yep. And like we've talked about on previous Star Wars episodes, um, when we did Thrawn, when we did everything else, right. like I, I said, from my personal opinion... I just take it as multiverse theory. Yeah. They do this in comic books all the yeah. time. Yeah. And, and you kind of, in some ways, have to. Poor Uncle Ben. <laughs> He's died so many times. So many times. So chapter three, we get some of the Leia retiring to quarters, and this is where we get a lot of the kind of the, oh, it's yeah. so tough to hey, be me. Hey, by the way, this this happened before, and then we did this happen, and then there was this, and then there was this blue dude, and um, <laughs> hey, but and I think you're really right here, too. 
uh, Bob, where it's like, again, this is chapter three. Anderson's going, I'm really a Star Wars author. <laughs> he is. In the chapter before, he's been like, uh, yeah, and the people in the chamber were uh, General Dodonna and Riken and Akbar and Crix Dean, right? Like all the ones from the movies. And Garmbel Iblis from the Zahn books, right? And then in here, he's like, and the Sissy Rook entanglement, which is something that had just been published in, in a novel that had come out before. Um, so, like, yeah, he is just name dropping every chance yep. he gets. He, he drops. Last time we saw Leia in Thrawn, she was pregnant with the twins. Right. You know, now the twins are up, and evidently her and Han had another baby. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's Anakin now. Yeah. And, Anakin. and if you want a riveting tale of what happens when they get kidnapped, you can read the worst Star Wars novel ever, The Crystal Star. Now it's not. It's Let's awful. skip over that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway yeah, um, so Ed, we have Anakin, but Anakin's nowhere to be found because evidently Luke, evidently Anakin came out just radiating force and Luke went, uh, we got to take him somewhere. Let's talk about <laughs> that. That worked, that worked, out, so, that, uh, that worked yeah. out so well for you as a child yeah, when you were right. taken as a baby. And just, is that... <laughs> Is there another sibling out there somewhere? This is a weird this is a weird choice. It's gonna come back in a bigger way in book two. But this is where they have put all of their kids into hiding. Mm-hmm. With winter. With winter. No, and except this is, for Anakin. Anakin's somewhere else. No. All three are I together. Think all three, no, Anakin is somewhere else by himself. Okay, who read the actual book and who listened to the abridged version? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're all three all together three with together winter. Because winter comes yeah. and they go back and they wiped out all trace memory from Luke yeah. and Leia from where it would be. Which is, I I get, but I no. don't. Like, they are force users. I don't understand the... I understand the wisdom and, and yet don't. Like So I think it's a way of getting our heroes... You're progressing them in age. They have kids. No. It's a natural thing we want to do. But still keep them young and free of attachments to be able to gallivant around the galaxy mm-hmm. without having kids. Like, get all the kids in the minivan. We're going adventuring we, again, okay, we, we want you to have kids and not have kids. <laughs> I would get I would get a kick out of out of seeing you know out of seeing the cock the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and those two back seats have car seats. In it. <laughs> They're trying to have adventures while they have kids along. Just hey, the Mandalorian is proving you can do it. You can do it. No, I agree. You can. Uh, but anyway, Leia takes. He's, a, got, a, he's got a little general or Admiral Akbar sippy cup. <laughs> Uh, I do like some of these little details, though, but while Leia's taking this sonic bath, she's got all these pictures of Alderaan mm-hmm. around. Yeah. And I think it's kind of a nice nod about how she does still grieve her planet. And where did they come from? Han got yeah, him Yeah, he went and got him What a nice yeah. touch, yeah. right? I mean, he was on a planet, but he just gets her pictures. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I found that interesting. He won a whole planet. There's that, something about that, isn't that's there? That's an entire book entire as book. well, okay. which maybe so. someday we could do as a sidebar, because I actually really Sounds like it. Besides that part, which is Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the rest of the oh, yeah. You want to talk about stupid gambling? Wait till book two. It's an entire planet. It's by yeah. uh, Dave Wolverton. And it's an entire yeah. planet where the the witches of Dathomir and they all ride oh. on rancors. It's super cool. Oh god. At least as a kid, I thought it was super cool. They're all riding rancors. Um, so and not like that dumb cartoon. It's cooler oh. than that cartoon. So Leia's sitting there thinking of the kids a lot. And Luke shows up because it's training time. Yeah. Because, uh, and this is something that Zahn established, and he's continuing with the the Leia not really forwarding her Jedi progress mm-hmm. um, because she doesn't have the time for it because of everything else. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to start branching it a lot here, which I've always liked. Is this era of Star Wars has kind of a kind of a choose your own adventure path 
for the force. Yes, like your, you your force is different than my force so is like, different than his force. So like is you can be strong uh, militarily in the force, like yeah. you know, or you could do battle meditation or whatever. You could also be just your powers of diplomacy. You had powers in the force of diplomacy. You know, yeah. I kind of liked that. You know, and and, and you know, you can kind of liken it to uh, you know our three Dragonlance listeners that are still listening. You know, <laughs> you can liken it to you know, are you are you a healing mage? Are you a war mage? Are right. you are again? It's mm-hmm. that idea of what is your I I do feel like this era of Star Wars is more open to being able to... You can kind of choose your own Jedi path. I remember being enthralled with Jedi, envisioning myself as a Jedi as a young kid. And back then, you could you could have any color of lightsaber you wanted. You could take whatever path. You, oh, hey, you're going to be a healing Jedi. I'm going to be the war Jedi. No, the yellow ones are only for the temple guards. Yeah, yeah and that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Want, I want a purple lightsaber. <laughs> well, you're the Will only you be one. in the movie? Yes, but I want a purple lightsaber. Okay, yeah. you have a purple lightsaber. But I feel that's a weird stricture. <laughs> that's the actual that story of why he's in the movie. But it's a weird stricture yeah. that Lucas put on. Like, it's all just blue and red, except for that one green, green. one. That <laughs> <I had. laughs> that's just weird. Um, but yeah, so Luke tries to probe Leia's mind. Um, okay, so this this was so, this was in the audiobook, but I don't I don't remember anything about a in nub. The, in the book, they just call it a nub. That, yeah. So what do you do? Is you do the uh, basically a uh, Vulcan trick. mind meld, and and you start feeling, and towards the towards your reptilian brain, there's some sort of little nub that you touch, and it causes you to. You know, reflex and push ref- back on them, yeah. Yeah, and throw them across the room. See, I want, yeah, I want to say the I want to say the abridged version just talked about when you got to a certain point in her mind. Mm-hmm. It was a nub. Yeah. <laughs> but see, like during this, did anyone else get the feeling where you know Leia's more concerned about her other stuff and Luke's all about Jedi training? He kind of comes off as a dick. Oh, uh, oh yeah, Luke kind of comes way. off as a dick. He's yeah. he's got cold to her. He's very regimented on yeah. the line. There's no empathy showing from him at this point. A little bit, yeah. Well, and I think because he so much wants her to become a Jedi, he's like, "I'm the last Jedi. You're my sister. You have, you need to become a Jedi as well." And we're not at Episode Eight yet. So yeah, I'm the last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. He wants the he wants the best for her, and she's that one person at work who, who is always just so busy. I, I can't. I just, I'm just so busy. Yeah, and and I think that's I think it is. It's. It's maybe uh, the secular values of Leia, who is like, no, but I, I have worked my butt off to establish the the new republic alongside with Mon Mothma. I can't, I can't step away from my work now. It'll all fall apart. And he's more of that religious figure who's coming in, kind of like going like, none of it matters, Leia. <laughs> and, well, and also it's all the force. And man. also, no, but remember where he's directly coming from? Is he's directly here coming from his turn to the dark side? All right, right. Going. It's coming. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know when it's going to yeah. happen. But yeah. shit from the dark side is going to come back, and yeah. we need to be ready for it. And Leia's like, but we need to set up the government. Um, yeah, but we also need to be ready for this shit that's coming from over here. You make my job so hard. <laughs> Just remember, this time there's a lot. So after the whole reflex thing happens, they end up going back to Wedge, who's right. Talk to him, and we find out Wedge is not flying. And I was so no. disappointed when, when I when I when we got back to this part because I'd kind of forgotten about Wedge in the in this yeah. whole book. Yeah. Um, from way back when, when I re- first read it, we got to this, and I'm like, Oh God, okay, this hits like real home. You get this is you know this is all of a sudden you know as well we're in the time period where uh, Top Gun Two's coming out, mm-hmm. but you know all of a sudden you've got Maverick, and Maverick's now running a demolition team. <laughs> He's yeah. not out yeah. of the lion's mouth. The war's over. <laughs> the war's oh, over. So you, 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 I, I have visions of all of these old, you know, 
war captains and war and war generals and stuff that are just like uh, I'm cleaning up space now. I used yeah. to go. <laughs> I used to fight missions and I used to say I would save the galaxy once. Um, you know. Now and, and you know, there's that one old guy. There's that one old guy that was in one of the clips from Rogue One or one of the clips that actually made it through the second Death Star. That's in a cantina somewhere right now. Going, you know, <laughs> I helped save the. Alexi. <laughs> Twice. 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 <laughs> so give me another one. So Wedge uh, is on a demolition team, and they've got these... Wedginald. 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 They've got these huge, um, almost, what would you say? They're called the... I think what they're using oh. is World Devastators. Almost, these are, yeah. These are from the comics, comics as well. They're like, they look like giant refrigerators with weird repulsor arms off the yep, side. Yep. And a giant mouth down on the yeah. bottom. And they're demoing all this stuff, and yeah. they stop at this one building. And like we did in our intro there, Wedge and the team go in. Yep. They get attacked by this weird little rat thing. Yeah, but inside they find out it's an old Imperial interrogation facility. And this is where we find what will be... I thought this was going to play a bigger part. It doesn't. But there are these paddles that are able to sense the aura of somebody who uses the Force. And against the... Abridged version says nothing about the paddles. It just it really talks about it like it's a tricorder. Well, yeah, oh. yeah, right, yeah. I wrote down convenient Jedi finder is convenient. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, look, once they I need to find Jedi. Oh, here are these paddles well, that find no, Jedi. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> once you make it, how does this help? Once you make it into the Jedi frat, they gotta spank you a couple of times with the Ooh. Jedi paddle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you, Luke. You. May I have another? It's master. <laughs> thank you. It's master. Thank you, ma master, thank you master. May I have another? Oh, God. Master Luke. Master. Oh. All oh, right. Man. So we find these. Luke is going to travel the galaxy. And again, like I said, in the book, this just what this what this is described as in the abridged version right. is it's a little thing. He go. It, it's like a cell phone that he takes a picture, and then when he, when he takes the picture, you look at the app, and if he turns blue in the app, then, yeah. then, yeah. then he's yeah. a Jedi. And, right. Right. Um, million dollar idea. <laughs> <laughs> None of these paddles, no like weird <laughs> antenna. You got to stick up his nose. Nothing. No, no, no. Make sure stuff. you put the gel on the end of the paddles before you apply oh, it. This skin. So now we know that Luke is going to go gallivanting around the galaxy, just paddling, paddling wannabe Jedi and touching their nubs. Oh my god! That's what he's gonna do. So chapter four, uh, back to Han. We got to find out what happened. Here. They, they crashed. And I, I know it's dumb and I know it's trite, but I just, I love this. Oh, I love the way that this opens up. I did, yeah. With, with Han just like waking up. I'm too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's I true. love that every time. I know it's dumb and it's a, it's a stereotype, but I love it every time. Right. And we get the kind of that good opening where like this guy, this really kind of long-limbed guy named Skinksnecks comes in. Isn't Skinksnecks from like the labyrinth or something? I was picking, you're, picturing you're, you're a very of, uh, uh, dark crystal. Dark crystal. The the Skeksis. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So the Skeksis come in and then just <laughs> bash him in the head or whatever. And lights out. Um, but we find out about the guy who's running. Let's just talk about this guy. He's he is running Kessel. His name's Morath Duel. He's a Rybent. He is disgusting. Disgusting. As we get going, he is disgusting on so many. Things. He is. Yes. He is yeah. the alien version of that mob boss that is in the back. Of the Italian restaurant that keeps slurping spaghetti the entire time you're talking to him. Pizza the Hut. <laughs> oh wait, no, not that one. <laughs> He's a. Uh, so you come back to my uh, place. Uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so um, they meet him and they're doing all this stuff and they're like, "There's no way you're an ambassador. You can't be an ambassador. I am. I'll prove yeah, it. Right. Test me. 
Oh crap, he is one. Uh, yeah. uh, I actually kind of like this here. Oh, more trouble. Uh, what do we do now? This is all very. Get rid of the bodies. <laughs> this is yeah. all a very simple plot structure, but I kind of like it. Like, hey, you know, fits, yeah. he. We find out Duel uses glitter stim. Yep. So he's like a drug user, and mm-hmm. he's he's very paranoid. Hey man, he can quit whenever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he jumps the gun, and he he immediately mistreats them, and then when he finds out they're legit, now he's panicked. Yep. So he's like, "Well, how do I get rid of them? Well, got to shove them down into." Oh, the I gotta get rid and of we, these and guys. we do we do have to bring up here, like as they're talking about right. this, we do get the rehash of how exactly Han made it in twelve parsecs. Oh yeah. Right. Right. This is where it comes. In and this gives us that explanation of why it's parsecs. We get into the Ma cluster, and again, like I said, this is th- this is the source material yeah. for uh, how they did it in Solo. They just yeah. didn't, the Ma oh, cluster yeah. was Easy. just a bunch of black. It was not a big animal in the middle I actually, of space. Stuff. I didn't think it looked cool enough. I was wanting oh, a yeah. giant purple and lavender spinning black holes and them flying through it. Yes, yeah. instead of like clouds. <laughs> Clouds and dust. Clouds and dust. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, once once again, Han's getting poked by droids. Oh, <laughs> again, uh, again, he is throwing back to a lot of stuff we've seen. Mm-hmm. Right, he's yeah. trying to touch on a lot of touchstones. He probably is doing it too much. Yeah, just like <laughs> just like the just like the uh, basement of Jabba's palace, they get thrown into a cell. <laughs> yeah, if this if this is him filming the movie, Han would be going in doing that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in, in, the, in the back corner would be one of those gonk droids getting flipped over, and his feet would be getting ironed. <laughs> I do like the I do like the addition of the dead prisoner that's in here. Though. Yes, yeah. yes. But again, I don't understand, and I do, I still don't understand it right now. If you're trying to cover your tracks, I don't care how much slave labor you need. If you're trying to cover your tracks, you just why do you not just get rid of these? You two? just kill them. <laughs> you, uh, you the story says we can't. I know, but <laughs> yeah. you, I, I know, but you throw them on the ground. You put two in the back of the head. You're done. You get rid of them. Look, you throw tr- the bodies into a furnace somewhere. You I got tried. It doesn't fit the coital rhythm of the movie. <laughs> I tried to stab them, but they're wearing plot armor. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, as he's jamming down this, uh, you know, pop rocks and here. It, and it, I don't know, when Han and Chewie are locked up there, it probably has a different feel when you're not listening to an abridged version. Yeah. But to me, it, uh, for anybody who listened to our Spooktacular, it felt very Night Shift. Oh, with, yeah. With a sketchy boss sending them down into the dark. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, this, this feels <laughs> like... Good uh, read. Was, yeah. that, was that Stephen King? Stephen yes. King, yeah. yeah. Very, very Stephen, Night Shift. Yeah, right. very Night... Good good read on that. In fact, what kind of happens down there yeah. is very Night Shift. Yeah. So um, they got to make them disappear, so get them down into the mines. Chapter 5... Luke is visiting the Imperial Information Center. Yeah. He's looking for nerds Nerd to investigate. Let's all go to the library. Let's all go to the library. So we've got the first place he's going to go, Eel Shah, which is this kind of a cool idea. A planet that what the sun is getting so close to, it, it's getting ripped yep. apart by gravity. So it's only got a few hundred years left to go and it's going to get ripped apart. As one might say, there might be earthquakes, geysers, volcanoes, and lava, oh my, on this planet. <laughs> that is a direct quote from the book. Does it say oh my? Yes. Yes. Ugh. 3PO actually says oh my in it. And I'm like, oh, okay, God, that, that makes dang it. 3PO, just yeah. shut up. There's no a couple things that. where I'm going to go ape on this book for something. Uh, that, that was I not one of them, but I didn't, I didn't catch like it. I didn't one, catch yeah. that one. I didn't I catch that it. right oh off the bat. I'm like, oh my. That's yeah, awful. 3PO, just right. stop. So he's down here looking for things. Yeah, so he... Yeah. Uh, the head yeah. of the colonies, Gantorius. Gantorius, yeah. 
This has actually happened really fast. He's like, I gotta go to Eel Shop. Boom! Boom he's at Eel Shop. God, they travel faster than season eight of Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, they do have uh, light speed. Light speed in this. Yeah. Fair, but so we find out there's these colonists here, and they really should be leaving because the whole place is, you know, gonna well, go off. What do they have there to leave though? For those colonists, they have nothing, and who's actually ever thought to go check on them? Right. Really. Uh, yeah, they're, they've been stranded. Yeah. So he lands, and they are very um, wary of outsiders. And so mm-hmm. Luke is trying to, um, to you know, worm his way in. And I like this. He comes walking through steam. Must be using the force to push aside the steam or something mm-hmm. like that. And so it's like he's walking on water, like Jesus or mm-hmm. something, coming across and calling out his apostles, which is I think what he's trying to go. For. He's calling the apostles with him to come to his training facility. Gantoris, though, has seen visions of a dark man, and this is going to come back in a big way, especially in the second book, Mm -hmm. uh, where he believes a dark man is coming to get him. And it's great because Luke is probably, I envision him at this point, Return of the Jedi Guard. Black robes. He's wearing black. He's wearing black. Mm -hmm. It's slimming. But anyway, <laughs> so they. Yeah, so so Luke, Luke's get, Luke gets grabbed and thrown in a cell, or Luke allows himself to be in, grabbed well, into go, into like a packing crate or something like that. Well, let's but go back just a little bit here on that because when they first get there, there's humans trying to dig people out because one of these earthquakes right. has mm. collapsed on two people, and yes, right. that's how he finds Gantoris trying. He's the only one who doesn't stop, and Luke force powers all the stuff, right. and he fails though to save just one. Right, one lives, one dies. And then he's thrown into prison. And right. I'm like, Gantoris, look, he just saved one. Yeah. Why could you save them both? Yeah. I, I I tried. Yep. <laughs> it's not my fault. I couldn't get to Tashi Station fast enough. <laughs> well, maybe if you had those power converters. <laughs> so we get to chapter six here. We're back to oh, the delegation from Carida. And we have Mike Pence shows up. I mean, um, <laughs> Fergan. <laughs> who's just he is an asshat and he's walking around and he's basically he's basically Leia's trying to play it off as like well welcome Counselor Fergan we hope that you'll maybe join the New Republic ah we're, we're what open. New Republic the Empire still exists where is those gardens that I've been looking for for my patronage yeah and basically oh. he's there because he's like I'm here because I want to visit where my mm. emperor lived mm. and this is like a big sightseeing tour for him yeah. um, he doesn't recognize the New Republic no so <laughs> no I I kind of like him. He's pretty ballsy. Boy, he's a prick. <laughs> a ballsy prick. And then um, 3PO and R2, they find another candidate. Right. Uh, Taimo? Right? Yeah, Taimo. Taimo. Yeah. But oh, since Luke's gone right now, we've got to find someone else. Mm. So Lando's gone. So Lando, of course, the terrible gambler that he is, right. has nothing better to do right now. Uh, so- see, I... Yeah, I mean, he lost he lost the mining facility, uh-huh. but I kind of have the feeling that he almost intentionally lost the mining yeah, facility probably, because he's not because making so... any money any money anymore. So he's like, "Well, I'll bet my mining facility." <laughs> All right, I don't have to deal with that anymore. Lady, let's get I on Lady Luck I, and go. I don't know. I was, I was pretty mad about that being included. Like, stop going back to that. Yeah, for, like that Lando can't win, but that's kind of what's happened. He well, lost I, I the Falcon. He's, he's lost smart, this. He's lost this. He's, a he's smart lost. Guy though, I feel like he'd learn. But about hubris, it. hubris. Yeah. I am the best gambler. I'm, I know. I'm not gonna. Let, I'm not gonna lose. let you defend this. I hate this. <laughs> like on Lando, I'm the uh, like he's he's cool, and then but like I just keep losing, but I'm never gonna learn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, right. We'll dumb. see how that's episode true. nine goes with that. We'll see how uh, book two goes with that. With that. Oh, I hate that. I hate it. 
I we'll hate get there. I do too. So Lando's able to is told to go check out this candidate, and it's of course at another gambling spot with some blob racing. The Ungulian blob races. Ungulian blob races. I, okay, I'm gonna. We'll get there. But I, okay, I'm, we'll get there. We'll get there with that chapter. So let's just wait till we get. There. We'll get there. We'll get there. So, um, so chapter seven. Uh, uh, more back to more. Th- Duel, uh, God, just terrible. I, I love this. He is such just like a frog to me, and he puts on this weird uh, head thing that has these little creatures in it that he know. can just like eat them all as they fly around his head, and then he's yeah. then he's popping more glittersome spice. Like he's just he's an over the top drug using gang leader, but he's a frog. Like Who thinks he's attractive frog. too. Well, he's in like rut, and he's like wearing like some sort of red hat that or something that shows it's yellow, isn't it? Maybe it's yellow. yellow. One of those. Like he stretches this like yellow condom over his head. That's like I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah, but he's like molting too. Yeah, Yeah. just just gross. Everything's gross. You know what? He's he's just got a lot going on right now. He's got the mechanical eye that's constantly focusing. (laughs) I'm I'm ready. (laughs) Imagine that. I don't know. (laughs) He talks about. He talks about you a delicious looking strumpet. You know, I haven't gotten any in a while. Time to put on my hat. <laughs> Which, I can't help. You remember when I took over that mood and he gets all hardened? Yeah. 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 I'm not kidding. That's actually what happened. No, yeah. no, it's the way he said it. <laughs> and all I can see for his hat is literally a, a latex five-fingered glove yeah. stretched over yeah. the top of his hat. <laughs> hey, baby, I got my comb on. Oh, from something. And there's prisoner women here who evidently like have to service him. And yeah, yeah, you know, he's got that. It gets super icky. It, it is really he's gross. gross. He needs to die. But anyway, uh, Han and Chewie yes. end up being sent to the spice mine, right. which you know, prison work. I mean, that it fits with the trope of what happens when right. captured and for this cruel governor dictator ruling over a spot. Right. And um, take it, Bob. I feel I like I remember where I was going to say. I feel like this is where it gets uh in a way, there's Western feels of this yeah. to me because they're gonna ride a train like it's like they're in this mine. Mm. They're gonna ride this train. Skinks next even is kind of this long, long-limbed person, but you could take it as like this long-limbed cowboy, and he even has like uh, a double-barreled blaster, right? Yeah. Like it's a, like it's a double-barreled shotgun, and it's well, not very and, accurate and later, either. No, and, and, and later we're gonna get, but later we're also gonna we're we're gonna jump Harrison Ford movies. <laughs> and we're gonna get into a whole. We're gonna get into a whole Raiders of the Lost, or excuse me, uh, Temple of Doom. Oh yeah, yeah the, the mm. car. Yeah. Where was short? Where was short round? Oh, yeah, skip. Mr. Jones, skip. <laughs> but uh, we get an explanation for this dumb double-barreled gun of like both barrels are aimed kind of like towards each other. So like the 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 blast comes out, they meet, and then they like converge and come Supposed out. Supposed to. I don't know. It sounds It's just weird. a bad aim. That's yeah. why no one uses it anymore. No. He still keeps it for some it's reason. It's just intimidating though. looking. No. Like a sawed-off shotgun but is. Now picture this. <laughs> As you're doing this mine, it's complete darkness. No light whatsoever because no. the spice that they mine, if it gets, it's light sensitive and it causes problems. Yeah. So you're now in the dark and you've been told yeah, people have been dying recently. That's why we got more workers. We're gonna go. We're gonna go You're figure fine. out. Uh, hey, grab that. Grab that kid over there, and we meet Kip Dura. Yeah. yeah. I and wrote down if he he has force powers. If not, I'm not worthy of this podcast. <laughs> that was my first reaction <laughs> to him right now. Yeah. Very obvious. That not, he does, yeah. Right? It's easy that he's the so, kid with the broom. What? 
<laughs> so I think it is it is important here to go over Kip Duran's backstory because it's going to play out in book three. But he's son of political prisoners. Uh, he's been down in these mines for years. And important, make note, he has a brother named Zeth who went off to the Imperial Training Facility on Carida. No. So um, he's not he's not alone. He's not the only one. But there's these acoustic disruptors that they use to break the layer off the wall. I'm just looking at his jackhammers. Like yeah. they're just jackhammering down in the mines. This is uh, but with a space field. Total with recall. Sound. Total recall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, again, Han, Han look, keeps looking at Kip. Talks to Kip a little bit and in the dark. Never yeah. sees him yet. Yeah. Never sees him. Yep. No. But he gets a feeling like hey, this sounds familiar. Yeah, he rem- reminds of him. Uh, reminds him of Luke, right? Like no. he's like, oh, no. Last time I picked up a kid in a place like that. <laughs> Whoa, wait. But let's How go many back. Kids are you picking up? Back to Luke in chapter eight. It's nighttime on Eel Shah, uh, and Luke sleeps in a storage module, and this is where he eats the bug Dillo. <laughs> mm. Uh, but this is where they're going to go food hunting, and this is when he's cr- they go climbing in these crystalline geysers, and there's a sponge. Do you want a, do you want a bug Dillo or a glass of green milk? Yes. But Gantorus is going to try to kill him. Because it's blue milk. Don't you shoot down my... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Would you rather? <laughs> Would you rather? Would I rather what? Say it again. Eat I'd a bug dillo or drink a glass of green milk. Go. I'll drink the milk. Green milk? From the sea critters? Oh, milk? <laughs> like straight oh. from the teat of one Fresh. of those milk cows? Fresh. From the four-titted sea cow? Fresh. I'll take the milk. Still. I'll eat a bug dillo. I'm going to go bug dillo. I'm going to go milk. I'm Bug Dillo, man. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even without knowing what it is. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually. And, and let, let, play, how big let is, me ask how you this, big Luke, is a Bug Dillo? Let me ask you this, Luke, because this actually plays in for you and I. Yes. Do the sea cows have lactose? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we're going to find out. <laughs> because well, if not, there's, not <laughs> I was going to say, because if there's lactose, then I have to eat a Bug Dillo. <laughs> <laughs> but if a Bug Dillo is the size of an armadillo... But it's a bug. I don't know if I can. No, I think. I, see, I pictured it as being like the little, small. like little, like African pill bugs. Yeah, that's what I pictured yeah, it as well. Small. So, but Gantorus is a total jerk. He's yeah. gonna, he's gonna try to kill Luke here because he sends Luke down this geyser hole, like Old Faithful, to go pick some moss or whatever. And all of a sudden, he's nowhere to be seen, and the like boiling water starts coming up, and it's gonna burn him. It's gonna but, kill him. But like in the carbonite chamber back in episode five, I'm gonna force jump out of the way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a test. Come on, we got another one. And that's what Gantorus is kind of doing. Yeah, he's just You could have just told me you had a test. Yeah, right, right. But oh. he's but he's scared. He's seen this Yo, vision of a black I'm, man. Luke's in black. It's got to be. No. Um, but I really love the second trial here. Yeah. Where it's, yes. yeah, it's, we're not got, there. Yeah, we are. Oh, yeah. Yes, sorry. we are. You're right. Sorry. God, those abridged booklets. <laughs> now I no, tell you. No, I thought, no. sorry, I thought this was later. <laughs> I know what you're thinking it is. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. kidding. But, um, but the second trail, you got to walk across this lava spot from to the other side. That's yeah. it? Straight flex. Yeah, on that's him. it. That's all. This is so okay. level in some version of Castlevania. <laughs> Yo, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Yep. Oh, you yep. got the red tunic. Now you can walk through the lava. <laughs> yes, but, exactly. yeah. but Luke is able to do it, and this is where it's like Gantorus is finally concedes and like falls at Luke's feet. Oh, wait. And, like, There's the worm, though, first. Oh, the worm. There's this big the fireworm fire that pops worm. out of it, and I mean, I'd be terrified of something that lives in lava and comes out to attack you. Right. Personally. What a cool kill. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that, is that cool we're shooting nice. on a Mustafar? That could have been during mm-hmm. that thing at the void. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That could have been, yeah. yeah. We survived that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it comes out and doesn't he, he uses the lightsaber to pop off one of the just a uh, small part of the armor. Yeah. Of the armor that's on it that keeps it 
safe from the lava, and then so the lava like eats it gets from through. The oh, beautiful scene, beautiful, awesome death. death, awesome death. And then he walks away. <laughs> and this is this is cool. This feels very medieval. This is where it felt very fantasy oriented. Mm-hmm. This felt like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing. You know, if it wasn't a lightsaber, hey, hey, you killed the dragon. You killed the dragon, and now he even kneels at his feet, almost like like he's going to be knighted. Like I'm not Ooh. worthy. Yeah, and Luke touches his nub. And yep, <laughs> and he's got the force too. I'm so I'm so glad Nub wasn't in the body Man, so uh, back to Lando on Umgal for the Umgalian races because we need a little humor. All right, so now to one of my favorite parts. Parts, and this is I enjoyed Chapter Nine. This, this is, is how a casino pleasure. scene type gambling thing should be done. Again, yeah, yeah. Again, <laughs> pulling it has to be pulled from here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the interstellar casino has to has to be pulled. From I th- here. I think it was. It's it's something that Did it feel as lavish to you though. Mm-mm. No, no. It, no, it also no, no. felt kind of scummy. Of, yeah. This is also the races that we don't really talk about. Yeah. Well, it's you the, go there and occasionally it's, win. It's the difference between being at the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. And being at like the horse track outside your town. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and this is <laughs> they're racing like the slimes from Final Fantasy are racing like I don't know, what's going on here. <laughs> and this is super goofy. Like it's it's probably something that some people might hate, but it's just a guilty pleasure of mine. I just love the even the goofy like oh it goes through a cheese grater and I all like that. That. I love that. It's funny cuz it's blobs. Of course they're going to try to find their way through. Yeah, I I I just enjoy this. I don't know why. It, it always makes me uh, laugh and chuckle. Mm-hmm. Um I love it. Two blobs combine even. Um, I don't know. Fatal Fusion. <laughs> so his reference blob racing for those people who apparently just listen to us to that. know what's going on and not actually read the book themselves. The blob races, you've got blobs going through a blobstacle course, essentially. Oh, this made it into the abridged version. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. This no, was... I'm not saying it for you two. I'm oh. saying it to the listeners oh, okay, who are just okay. listening to us for yeah. for some reason they prefer our version of reading the book to them. <laughs> Your fiance. She doesn't even listen to this. She won't hear this part. <laughs> but this is W. Well, we'll find out. This is WWF right here because the announcer even is always just like total fusion. <laughs> That's not what your notes say. Total fusion. Total fusion. That's only funny for you. Nobody it is, else. Don't fire. It'll be great for the audience. It is so wrong of me, and it is so wrong of me. Oh no! I saw the announcer from uh, from Phantom Menace. I did too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, two, the two heads. Only now. Duh, not when I was not when I was a kid, but I yeah. saw it now. Yeah, so yeah. I saw it now, and it's just like, it'd, be, it'd be a lot more impressive if you saw it when you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you touch my nub, I might be force sensitive. All right. Well, <laughs> too bad Luke is not here to touch the nub. We only got Lando. Hey, I'm, Luke, I'm right here. Luke's baby. right here, baby. God dang it! Wrong. Back in book. Back in book. Yeah. <laughs> not out of book. But, um, they watched the race, and the one that he bit. Bet on win, wins. Right. So because I guess we should say, have we said that he's after this Timo guy, but the reason they think he's Force-sensitive is because oh, yeah. he always wins. Yeah. He always wins every bet he makes, basically. No. Yeah, no. He's, he's got a system. He's got, he's got a system. He's got a system. And they figured mm-hmm. out the system that he loses on He loses on a bunch of small races, and then he wins on a bigger race. Right. That, that's mm-hmm. the whole reason they sent Lando, yep. because he could see the patterns. Yeah. yeah. And see if that's right. Because he's a gambling man. Yeah, and he's so hard at gambling. And R2, of course, finds him through this system. And, and we're calling him Timo, but I believe the audiobook, they call him Timo. Listener? The, the long version. The one that oh. I listened to. Oh. The full version. Yeah, it's it, Timo. Yeah, Timo doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, I think it's Timo um, because we find out he really is just a gambler that's crooked. There is, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's drugging. He's drugging the he, blobs. Well, he puts he puts like a a dog uh, dog yeah. shock collar into him, a little shock pee into him. Yep. That's getting him to go when he needs him to go. And so he's he's cheating, which I have in my notes. Thank God because I can't handle Jedi Timo. <laughs> oh yeah, he's just. This is like maybe he'd take a different name, like the Sistu. Maybe he would. <laughs> but no, and and you see him and like they describe him and I'm just like oh. All of a sudden, it's Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God this guy's a Jedi. But they find out he's actually a runaway from a duchess. He's yes. the consort. Oh, God, yeah. And there's a half million reward for him. Oh, right. I just, Look, I man, awesome. I can't go back, man. I don't want to go to her. Sorry. And you know what disturbing image I got in my head from that god-awful last unicorn car- uh, cartoon when he goes up against that tree and that tree is just like pushing that kid into her tree chest and is like, oh, I love you. That's how I'm, oh, I'm so glad you found my consort. <laughs> Just smushing him into her. You're going to come back with me? And I'm not familiar with The Last Unicorn. Um, it, it. My daughter, older daughter, was obsessed with The Last Unicorn. It's like one of those things where I said, hey, old 80s cartoon, you should watch this. Never really watched it as a kid. Mm-hmm. She became obsessed, watched it all the time. Ah, boy, it's weird. Boy, <laughs> oh, is it, boys, it weird. It's like uh, music from like with Chicago or America or something in it. Oh. It's it's weird. Well, and kudos to the '90s here, actually. <laughs> yeah, right? For you know, we're in we're in 1994 here. Right. Kudos to the '90s for having it be the you know what would be the quote unquote job agenda reversal. Oh yeah, because no, of, yeah, or or our other slimy dude earlier in the book, yeah, who had who had who had the the forced concubines in his place, and now we find out that it. Oh god, they do it to the males too. <laughs> <laughs> so we the chapter reward ten reward for Lando. Chapter oh. ten. That was the only important part. Yeah. last in there that we said. Chapter ten. Uh, the twins are coming back. Yay! With winter. Yay! Here comes Jaina and. Jason. Jason, right? yep, and Anakin. No, no Anakin, not Anakin. Not he's still chilling at home. He's still the little planet. I, yes. It's he's the Anakin. same planet, though. Anakin's off by himself. Yeah. Now, now he is. Because yeah. 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 They've, yeah. they've showed up to go into the ripple bath. <laughs> Whatever. Twin, um, twins, Basil. Twins. But uh, one of the things that's worrying Leia most of the time right now is no communication from her husband. Yep. You know, it's, it's worrying been a while, me. you know, after you know, two two weeks ish, something like that. Well, it's a been call, a while. Well, yeah, and a callback here to the here to the Ewok village. Yeah, yeah where three yeah. PO is telling a bedtime story to the Ewoks. Now he's yeah. telling a bedtime story, which actually cool. If you got the protocol droid, they can yeah. make the sound effects and do the voices and everything for your bedtime story for your little kids. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, pretty but cool. the story time fails. But the extras resort to rhymes instead. And, and so I'm gonna call this out as <laughs> parenting. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the worst. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Just look at your iPad. Like, literally, um... <laughs> Listen my, to the droid. Yeah. My kids have been gone for years, and my mind was even erased, and now, as they come back into Mommy's busy life, Mommy's trying to run the galaxy, um, I'm gonna see you for, like, two minutes, pat you on the head, and then I'm not gonna even read you a bedtime book. I'm gonna have the stupid golden oh. droid do it. Oh, yes, I remember you. Off to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Yes! Early morning I, school. I, They're I crying. This Should is I go to them? Awful. Winter's like, no, I've been working on this. What? Yeah, they're <laughs> crying for her. Yeah. She doesn't even go to him because Winter... They, uh, all of this is just the worst. No, I don't you, like you gotta let the Later. kids cry it out. <laughs> Not when they haven't seen you for most of their lives. <laughs> and they go to bed. 
<laughs> Whatever. Um, no make, wonder Anakin goes to the dark I'll make side X- eventually. I'll, I'll, I'll make X-Wing pancakes in the mornings. Jason, <laughs> Jason does. Jason does. Yeah, Jason not does. Anakin, not Anakin. Yeah, Jason yeah. does. But now bringing it back to this chapter of what they're doing, because that happens later with the crying scene. Yeah. Um, yes. As they're talking about it, Winter finally talks Leia into, hey, try to actually contact your husband. Yeah. I mean, maybe something happened. Nah, he's just, he's trying to relive the old just, days. Like, it's just the worst in these yeah. chapters. <laughs> no, and this is one of the complaints I had earlier in my notes, but um, I feel like he doesn't really care as much about Leia as a character in yeah. this first book. She's right. there just to talk about the politics. Yeah, look, yep. I, look I got plans she for really, her later, is all right? Yeah. That's the thing. Anderson. They're, they're, Anderson, yeah. yeah. Specifically, it seems like he, yep. The boys club, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, yeah. Do parenting things, I but do them he, bad. I actually think as an author, he's mystified listen, as to how to write her. Yeah, I don't think he yeah. knows what to listen, do with it. Listen, mm. listen. She's got Leia's doing her pink duties, and <laughs> Han's got these blue duties. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, but I like that. I just picture this as I had he, a blue duty once. <laughs> she, she hits the old telescreen there, and I just picture this like. Just strung out ribbit that's like a frog with that glove Stupid on his head. Glove on his head. <laughs> He's like, ah, Princess Leia. Uh, how, are, how are you? Uh, everything's fine here. Uh, everything's fine. Uh, how are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and Leia, she realizes something's not right about this. Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, I it's mean pretty maybe... easy to tell with this slug disgusting thing on the screen. And I don't remember if they play some of this off as like Le- Leia has kind of like force abilities to be able to perceive this. But like you People. said, he is so on the yeah. nose, it'd be obvious to everybody. Mm, yeah, but so. just, the spot doesn't work for me for Leia. I'm sorry. Nope, I'm going to say I, that now and I will say it later will, through her I chapters will, and sections. He doesn't do this a good entire job Leia, This entire no. book, this book, uh, Leia's not done any justice here. Uh, she comes off as whiny, a poor parent. Uh, everything's boring that she does. Uh, Listeners, please share your thoughts on that as well of things that you've noticed that we might have missed. And we're talking about from the book, not from projecting. The book. Don't project yep. Just from the, book, the outside. Please. Book, book. Uh, <laughs> chapter 11. Uh, uh, we Prison fight! <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, how, how old is Han here? I don't know, because I think, is he supposed to be in his 30s, like 32, 35 or something? I feel like maybe in, later 30s at this point. No, no, I mean, I'm talking about in Star Wars, the, oh, the movies. In the movie, oh, in, in the movie, he's supposed to be late 20s because Luke's supposed to be 18. Yeah, right. right. Mm. So, like, maybe by this point, he's, he's like supposed to be 40. No, I feel like this point, he's supposed to be, like, because mid-30s? the kids, yeah, yeah, like mid-30s. Mid-30, maybe. Because the kids are only, what, four? Two. Two. So are two. we going to put him yeah. at Return of, Well, you can go Return of the Jedi. Is he 30 in Return of the Jedi? I think he's early 30s at Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So we're And I know 30s. there's people out there. We could actually even just look it up on Google, but we're not. No. Uh, we're just going to close that. It's tab. like we're sitting around a tavern table, and we're just making it up yeah. as we go. Yeah. Perfect. But Han, Han gets into a prison fight because he's feeling bad because he's like, I got to get out of here. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's missing the kids. Leia's probably worried sick. My kids were supposed to be home. I haven't seen them in two freaking years. Duel's like, oh god, they're causing trouble down there. Should we kill him? I think we should have just killed him. Should exactly we kill him? what I think you we said. He's overthinking everything. Should've, yeah. Should've Skrillex done. is in the back, going, <laughs> <laughs> dropping some sick beats, going, yeah, Skrillex. we should have killed him. Yeah, we kill him. We should have killed him. <laughs> you're, you're right, Bath. And going back to how disgusting <laughs> he is again, they bring up the fact that he's also got his own larva children nearby, mm-hmm. and he eats them. Yeah. Because uh, he, you're too big. Oh. No competition. No competition. Yeah. Still he in wants charge. to stay at the top. 
lot further proving the disgustingness. A lot of animals eat their young. Yeah. So they let's talk about what's what's eating people down in these mines. Can we? Yeah. Uh, So real quick before we get to that part. Oh yeah. um, What? They're sending so to finally get rid of Han, Chewie, and Kip now too. They're sending them down to this deeper spot of the mines where something's been killing everyone. Hey, something's been killing everybody. Let's take let's take the two most dangerous people down here and send them there. Yes. yes, let's take the two most dangerous Go. people down and two most dangerous prisoners and let's send them down here with one dude with two dudes and no right. light source. And no light source. Kind of like, right. kinda like I don't know, like old spy movie, like I'm gonna tie you up in, in this room and then flood it with water, but I'm not gonna watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. No, Mr. Bond. with laser beams. I expect you to die. <laughs> um geez. Yeah, so we get to the abandoned tunnel, there's like all kinds of weird stuff going on down here. Yeah, pure and, stim. And there's a, there's just a yeah there's just a lot of like the tension building kind of as people are disappearing and whatnot. But what we find out is it's giant spiders down here. Mm. I don't really like any of this. I'm not a fan. <laughs> just not a fan. What did you expect to be in the dark? Something spacey. <laughs> I don't know. Space spiders. They're space. They, they are, are space spiders. spiders. <laughs> they are kind of space. Better, spiders. better space spiders. <laughs> These are Bobby. Made, Bob, I'm looking at your notes here, and you made the note about pitch black, and they need Riddick. <laughs> yeah, they need um, Riddick here. These animals definitely did remind. This time reading it around did remind me of the the dark animals from Pitch Black. Yeah, mm. right. Yeah, but I mean, what at this point, you know, you keep trying to create new aliens, new things. I mean, it's serviceable to the plot. There's something yeah. down there. No, spiders. I agree. I agree. It's killing them. It's harvesting them. It's leaving them. Great. It gets the guards out of the way. Perfect. Right. Our heroes are free. Yeah. Yeah. So they get <laughs> they get back they get back in the train car and hit return. Let's go back to Ooh. the prison. <laughs> oh, this seems oh, like man. a great, great idea. <laughs> they won't they won't say anything when we show up without the two guards we left with. Yeah. So right. let's go to chapter twelve and leave them behind and go to loop again. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing that. Um, in parts of this, I like what Anderson does by doing the jump back and forth. I, and, I, and in parts yeah. of this, like here, this just infuriates me. No. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, it's no. ramping up, cut away. Finish yep. the yep. story. Yep. Get them out of, you know, go to, you know, what is it, chapter 12, you know, chapter 13. You know, it should go 11, 13, 12. Right, right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's it's kind of yeah. like what you were talking about, um, you know, when you're streaming shows on like Netflix or something. Like the the episode ends right as like something's about to happen, and you, and you gotta go watch the next one. It's kind of what it feels like. But you yes. know what? I, I also think these early authors, what they're trying to do is they're trying to create the feel of Star Wars, and they're doing it sometimes ham fistedly. But they're looking at like Return of the Jedi, and they're going, jump "Oh, cut. that that climax." They're jump cutting between them attacking the Death Star and them on Endor, and Luke fighting the Emperor, and they're jumping between all those things mm. through different climaxes. Well, that works in the visual media- medium. Sometimes you don't want to constantly jump back and forth when you're reading. Yeah. You know, you want to just keep going. Well, and especially now, it's more of a quieter moment because now we're on Bespin. Right. We're trying to find someone else. Which trying to find another I kinda, Jedi. I kind of like this aspect of being back on Bespin yeah. and having it and, you know, oh, there's not just one Cloud City on Bespin. There's oh, all yeah, yeah. kinds. Of, there's all kinds of different places. Right. And so now we get real western, very where well. We, yeah. Where we roll into the abandoned town and they're just kind of kicking around. They're kind of there was a fire here, an old Tabana gas mine. Yeah. Uh, because we find out uh, hey. Bespin, that's what they're. That's what Lando hey. was mining now was li- Tabana gas. Listen here, boys, dangerous out there, but there's gas in them clouds. Well, and then <laughs> and then we get ourselves some steampunk elements because all I can hear is that like. I know, like sound as like 
as this big balloon ship comes mm. flying it's in. Wild Wild West. <laughs> and all I all I see all I see well when done. this all I see when this dude comes rolling in here is is just like you said. Yeah. It's just it's this steampunk hot air balloon ship. He's wearing the goggles. He's wearing the goggles. If you look real closely, you know, yeah, if you look real closely, you notice that the ship isn't a ship. It's like an old clawfoot bathtub that he's yeah. sitting in. Yeah. Yes, that's how I... Yes, yes. Um, Quality is not there. So here comes Streen. So they, they meet Streen, who's a little bit uh, touched in the head. I don't know, he's a little bit off. Hey, well, that's I tell you what, boy. You live alone you near a gas mine long enough. And I don't even but, remember what he's described as. I literally see him as kind of just wispy white hair on the sides with a big white mustache. He's, I, he's, I just can't see anything else. He's the, pro, he's the old man prospector. Yeah, he is an old he's man prospector. He's prospector Pete from Toy Story. <laughs> oh my yes, God. yes. Oh, that's kind of who I saw. Maybe about. minus the beard. Um, so so no, he has you, you, yeah. you catch Two, one or two whiffs at Bon of Gas, man. You'd be looking like me, too. <laughs> He's got one lazy eye. <laughs> I wish no one to gas is going to rise. No, sometimes the eye floats off, but you know what? It comes back around again. <laughs> so Luke shows up. Yeah, yeah Luke. Well, he shows up <laughs> that, where they're waiting for him. And that, would be where, that would be where Streen, if you were to do the movie in the 90s, is yeah. played by Christopher Lloyd. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he would be. Yeah, so, and I bet uh, you that's what he had in his mind. That's one of the things that we're starting to see with a lot of these different uh, possible apprentices that we're finding. Right. They're not always young either. Mm-hmm. And one of the big points of the original trilogy, he's too old to begin the training. Yeah. Okay, Yoda. But now we're getting... Always Street is people. really old at this I don't know if I've been around the block a time or two. Yeah. yeah. And right. it's interesting because then you sit there and think, okay, so what's going to go wrong since all of these people are older? Right. Will something go wrong or will it be alternate like Luke where everything is perfect? Nothing know. happens. Just don't touch my nub. <laughs> well, he's, Too late. He touches he's, the nub. He's going to get nub touched. <laughs> touch the nub. If you don't touch my nub, I'll take you for a ride in my hot air balloon tub. <laughs> but you also see, like, with Streen, the reason Streen is touched and the reason he lives alone is because he, he he never learned how to stop hearing other people's thoughts. Yeah, yes, yes. Which uh, I think, again, a la is... Professor X. Which, again, is his strength. Yeah. Again, highlighting this fact that every Jedi candidate has strengths in the Force, his strength seems to be, just naturally, he could hear people's thoughts, and it drives him crazy. Yeah. You know, which no. I think is cool. Which he... Yeah, go ahead. Well, I turned out the voices. <laughs> the voices belong to real people. I wasn't crazy after all. So they said it was the Tabana gas. <laughs> go ahead, Neil. So essentially, what Stream does say though is, "Okay, I'll come with you, but only if you help me learn to shut off emotions, right, and shut all that down." So let's go to a whole city planet. Yeah. Where I won't hear any people. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I can so, hear him and I can hear you. And what did you do with your sister in the first movie? Check <laughs> <laughs> it, movie. <laughs> so chapter 13. <laughs> His force powers are so strong he's aware that he's a part of a fictional universe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> what you the thoughts of you, Kevin J. Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> so chapter 13, we go back. I have a narrator. 
We're the narrator. Yeah. So back to chapter thirteen. We get back to where we said this is where we should have been. They hit because re- they, they hit yep. return. Yep. They're, They're back return. in the muster room and they get attacked by Skinks next with his double yeah. blaster. Yep. Right. Skinks and like kill Cla- them. Yeah. And like Clab alluded to already here of now we are in full on we're in full on Temple, Temple of, of Doom. Doom. Yeah. Oh, let's go here. <laughs> oh, they're gaining. <laughs> oh, they're still gaining. Let's yeah. go back this way. Right. Shut. And I, but and yeah, but this is fun. Yeah, it's this, fun. this is it's fun. fun. And I'm into yes. it. And I, I like the fact that actually, you know, uh, Kip kind of pushes him aside and let me drive. But you can't see. Shut up and let me drive. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, I know what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Because you know, you put Harrison Ford in a minecart. You know, it's yeah, just you're gonna get that. You're gonna, you're gonna feel. He was already yeah. Jones. He, yeah. he, I mean, he was already a great pilot when I met him. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. totally what. Yeah, it is yeah. totally a redo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, this is fun. I agree. Yeah. It is fun. Um, but there's a spider attack, and they're fighting with Skinks next, and then Skinks next gets, we think, killed by a spider. I think he oh, is. I don't remember him coming back. I said Skrill- he's killed. I think I mean, he's dead. Skrillex, Skrillex lost the beat. <laughs> oh no, the beat goes on. <laughs> That's the, this Done. is the point in the movie where it would have been crazy, then all sound would have been lost as his body just laid there and his heartbeat would have slowed down huh. to nothing. Yep. Skrillex beat gone. And so, but, we, so we fly out and the, so the train car flies out in the middle of nowhere. The surface. Yeah. And they're just ripping along the surface of Kessel, which then they need their breath masks for because now they're on a surface that doesn't have enough oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> and they all of a sudden they're Arnold Schwarzenegger and Total Recall. But they've got to go and try to find a way off this planet. So they go space, to the shipyard. Spaceport. Spaceport. There's always ships there. And apparently everything is unlocked. Always. Right. So chapter 14. Spaceships don't have keys. <laughs> Chapter 14, uh, Luke is uh, returned from touching nubs and uh, <laughs> he uh, uses the force. I love he walks through the door and he uses the I force. I don't want to be in a spaceship with you. He uses the force to juggle the twins. Like, how great of an uncle would this be? Why? Hey, kids! He uses the force to like whip them around in the air. There's, Yay! A, there's an old. Uh, there's uncle an old, Luke's back! <laughs> yeah, there's an old Christopher <laughs> Titus bit where he talks about throwing up his young daughter before she learned how to talk. Yeah. And like he'd do it in front of his friends and like be flipping around. She'd scream and he thought she was giggling. And then once finally he caught her and she screamed his face. Don't like that! <laughs> <laughs> but they enjoy it. <laughs> Christopher Titus, good reference. But, I, but I, I can see I can see this with the twins. Because every like everybody has that uncle who's like does stuff. And yeah, like, right. No. I'm eight. You don't have to try to shake my hand like you're trying. Like you're gonna crack it in half. You're not cool. It's not funny. No, right. Don't think. Luke thinks it's great. Luke thinks it's funny. Who knows what the twins are thinking? <laughs> Weren't they giggly? So they were giggly. Yeah, yeah, you never nervous all. giggled when somebody yeah. juggled you. Yeah, but they can talk. They're two. They've had. They've talked about how they've Luke had is, moments of questions and Luke comments of many things. Me. How do you remember? Well, uh, parts of me. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, my. I, it's kind of Luke is like, hey Leia, can you find a you know from my buddy Gantoris here? His people need a new planet because you know theirs is getting ripped apart in a hundred years by the sun. Oh, and um, I need a planet too. And, yeah, and I need, <laughs> I need a planet to train. Yeah. And then Lando bursts in with this, like Colt forty five in his hand. And he's like, why the hell are you looking for Han? <laughs> he's fine. I walk in and you're from a brother. It's juggling the twins. You're sitting there whining about how busy you are. My best friend is on Castle. 
Wild. <laughs> just comes in just hammered. I gotta talk to you. Why aren't you looking for home? <laughs> Which one is it? The happy one or the loud voice? This <laughs> one he's pissed. He's he walks no, in he's pissed. Just, why aren't you looking for home? You <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, what just happened there? <laughs> Gold 45, 60% yeah. of the time it works 100%. But we get we get a throwback to the Lady yep. Luck here from uh, the Yay. Thrawn trilogy. I like the Lady Luck. Um, and so See, I know Star Wars books. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Lando and Luke, they take R2 and hit the Lady Luck. They're going to go find them. So uh, meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> Chapter 15, Skywalker yeah. Ranch. I, I want to ask you this. Like The Lady yeah. Luck, to me. I can tell you what it looks like because they made a micro machine of it. Uh, I, I want to see the micro machine of it then, because I have the feel, the lady luck to me look. It just feels like it's just you know this you know, like half yacht looking thing, mm. where it almost where it looks like a space yacht. It is. If a spaceship, you, you nailed it. It looks like oh god, yes, spaceship, a yacht, and a sports car made a baby. That's a Ooh. that's that's a little bit more of a bust yeah. than I thought it would be. <laughs> it's a pretty ugly ship, and I don't see uh, Lando really using it. Oh. But whatever, cool visual. Hey, maybe he likes it. Yeah. By the way, uh, the micro the amount of women in Coke 45 that you can fit in the Lady Luck, you can have a different lady every night, and your mini fridge is always stocked with cool Coke 45. But I wish they Not would have sponsor. continued them, but they never did. But at this time, Micro Machines started making little collections little where it would look like this book. It would The box looked exactly mm-hmm. like the soft cover, and you'd open it up, and inside it was clear, and there'd be ships and people oh. from the mm-hmm. book in there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very cool. That's kind of cool. The one literally from within the, the one book. from Dark Apprentice and stuff are the ones that like were only released in Canada and are uber rare. Wow, they're ridiculous. And funny. you have to go through describing each character very fast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, back to chapter fifteen. 15. Han, Chewie, Kip—they're racing across to the landing field, and they decide to take this old Lambda class shuttle, which is going to set up a lot of references. This is the shuttle that they sneak onto Endor with. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. one of one of those shuttles. Which, Could it be the which when I hear it termed the Lambda class shuttle, <laughs> I just, in my head, I'm like, does it have the Revenge of the Nerds? Oh, that's exactly, <laughs> exactly. Lambda, where Lambda, Lambda. <laughs> exactly where my brain went. Uh, so they're on their way, and they're like, uh, uh, we got caught. Yeah, right. Quick, fire back at him. There's nothing on this ship to fire with. It's just and the that's shuttle. my ship. We're not shooting at the Falcon. Yeah, contrary to what X-Wing Miniatures game would have you believe, there is no firepower on these shuttles. Um, it's a shuttle. It's a bus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a short bus. <laughs> so they get away. Um, they get away under fire, and as they race away, Morth Duel is like calling on the comm, telling him, You're dead! I'm gonna get you! Right? <laughs> Kip reaches forward, grabs a stick, boom, they're like let trying. Me, and I love the fact that this kid keeps taking the stick away from Han. Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> He's like, no, let me fly. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just let me do it. All right. Well, oh, oh, it's real. Mm-hmm. All of it. <laughs> what? Yeah. And we find out that Kip has like. Uh, special ability in piloting. So he's keeping them from hitting the planetary shield and everything else. So he's force sensitive. Again, his force sensitivity is coming through. But he is uber powerful in the force. Like already untrained. He's gotten them out of so many tight fixes. He's yet again getting them well, and in, it's, out of stuff. It's really just his increased reflexes. Right. Oh, for sure. It's his increased reflexes and ability to barely see the future. He's a little Anakin. He's a little Anakin Skywalker. Uh, <laughs> little Luke. Fly, 
fly in his Will. podcast. Yeah. F- we, pod so we pop out. We, we pop out. Well, yeah, you really, I mean, that really is what it is. Yeah, right. No, it really is. We pop out. We get this great description of the Maw Cluster. Awesome. Look, it's just a bunch of black holes ripping each other's energy away. Uh, looks, in my mind, very cool. Very cool. I can make it. Th- I-, I can make it through there. You're 15. What are you talking about? And here comes a I can, major. I can feel it. I think this is an overstep almost on how in this reference is. He says that he was taught by a in the mines by an old woman named Vima Deboda. This is from the Dark Empire comics as oh, well, God. and this so this is like an uber inside reference. It's unnecessary. Like this Little woman's just showing up all over the place. Then it doesn't really make sense with the timeline. Oh, so she, she's everywhere. Yeah, right? yeah. Way to but, go. But I'm a big fan of her when she got out of the prison and she changed her name and started that bar. <laughs> what? Are you talking she about? Change your name to Maz. Uh, Maz Kanata. <laughs> uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, sir. Literally everywhere. <laughs> Maz. Well, they enter the so maw we and we're left on one of those cliffhangers. We're like, oh, I don't know what they're going Poof. to find. We go, we go in. Poof. Which is why we're going to leave you listeners on a cliffhanger here as well. So you come back to our next episode. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> Boom. What do they find in the maw? I have no idea. Teeth. <laughs> a toothy ma. A toothy ma. Uh. <laughs> Yay. Toothy so ma. there we Sounds have like it. Uh, the first half of Jedi Search. Uh, so far, what are you guys thinking? Because we've, we've gone through it ad nauseum. But overall, I, I'm not getting a feel for the table. Mm. Are we enjoying what we're reading slash listening to? Not? Where are we at at this point? Because I'm on the case of I'm liking it. I'm, I'm liking it, but it's very campy. Yes. I mean, it's It's fun. Um, I like, I will say now that I've re-gone through the second book, mm-hmm. I, I, I like what the setup is. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it, it is, he is setting up a trilogy here. Oh, for sure. This is Star, and, he, and he's following the Star Wars trope of you have this fun, slightly campy uh, opening, your middle book is the dark book, and then you come back around and fix everything in the third book. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he's following that trope right here, and so I'm okay with that because we're in the Star Wars universe. Right, I agree with you. Well, I don't... So with the Zon trilogy last time, I, I really liked the first one, and it all just kind of fell apart for me. And, right. I, and, and, I don't, and a lot of it, too, is like, because it's alternate universe, like, yes. this has no bearing on the movies. Like, right. there's You're just going to be a naysayer on everything, Legends, because I, it's not... You know what I'm going to no, say, yeah, though? Exactly. What's going to happen yeah. <laughs> no, no, is I nothing. I, I will put it out here. Nothing will ever be canon. They have claimed that the Clone Wars and stuff was official canon. I'm telling you, in the next five years, they will cease to be canon. Because I think the, ma- the, the Mandalorian is already going to be undoing canon that has been done. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Like, you just can't be holding to this stuff anymore. It's just people are writing in a fictional universe. It's going to be what it is. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. looking at thoughts just now these first 15 yeah. there's some good things there's some bad right. and the problem is it's all disjointed right now yeah it's I'm gonna pull this and pull this and pull this because it all sounds good and hopefully if I mash it all together it will be good right meh yeah. there's some yeah. spots that are good some right. really kind of just fizzle like, I mean, I, I'm really. Yeah. Oh, I'm, having, I'm having more fun discussing it with you guys than I did listening to I it. I agree. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, you know what I'm saying. If I if if I was to read this book for the first time now, I'd be ripping it apart. Like I can't mm-hmm. divorce myself from the fact that again, I, younger. I'm a broken record from the last time we did Star Wars mm-hmm. books. But 
I can't divorce from myself from the fact that I was 14, and like our Dragonlance listeners, it was the books of my childhood or young teens. So I, I forgive it of all its flaws, but I can see how... Ri- and I'll have more to say about it. It, it really gets ridiculous in yep. places. And, and it is over the top, and it's not something that I think modern fans at all would like, and it's seen as something kind of from the past that's kind of joke-worthy. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I still kind of love it. I mean, more Duel and this version of what happened next is kind of the thing I jammed on for a long time. And see, for stuff like this, I mean, like you said, Luke, Mm -hmm. I mean, let's read it. Let's talk about it. Let's have fun with it. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have, we can take this and we don't have to be as serious about this because it's of what's out there. I mean, you can go into it and all you keep, you know, all I keep thinking when we talk a lot about this is, well, he's no Timothy Zahn, mm. which was what the critics were saying at Always. the time that yeah. these he were set the bar. Put out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zahn set the bar for those original novels so mm-hmm. high that all of these authors that came after him, even the ones that were fairly decent, you know, uh, yeah, well, you did that. Well, Han would have never let anybody else pilot the Falcon. Da 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 da. Right, right, right. You know, well, yeah, you can say that, but again, it's a fictional universe. Let's have fun with it. Let's enjoy it for you know right. the nostalgia purposes. For but you your know, fun is not my fun. Right, <laughs> that's yeah. fine. Right, that's how it should be. Well, yeah. I do go make like, your own podcast. Yeah. Exactly. And I, <laughs> and I do kind of like the pick and choose kind of aspect. Even coming out, I remember a lot of these novels as they were coming out. My friends and I would just have debates, and there was novels we just wholeheartedly kicked out of canon, like oh. that that Crystal Star or whatever by oh, no. some Vando lady. It was out of our personal account. Like we've read it and we're like, well, that never happened. <laughs> and like what we was, never what were the seventies or what not the seventies <laughs> ones, but those early eighties ones like the Lando Chronicles. The Lando ones are actually not that bad. Did you give I that book away? One of those books? Yeah, yeah. Justin yeah. one knows. Yeah. I I mean I have the other one. I actually kind of like them. Just they're a thing of their time. But I enjoy mm. them kind of. But yeah, no one would hold those up as being canon necessarily. I just like, but they referenced them in the movie. The solo movie mm-hmm. was yeah. full of references from those Lando books. So, I don't know. I think just it's a it's an entire cornucopia of a universe. Pick and choose what you will. But I'm having fun with this one. It's a nice nostalgia trip. And it's it's fun, but it's also ridiculous. And it's only going to get more so. I'm just, you know, it's going to get more. You so. know, so, some of my <laughs> Some of my good friends want to go and do something, and I'm not really into it, but they're having a good time, so I'm having a good time. Right, so, right, right. That's where I'm at. No, I, yeah, I hear you. But it'll be interesting. We're going to get, um, as we get into the second book, especially stuff with um, Exar Kun and the Sith, and we can then talk about the difference between Sith then and Mandalorians then mm-hmm. and what we're seeing now, which is quite mm-hmm. a stark difference, I think. Well, I'm going to be hopping into my tub here and floating away. I hope you guys will join us next time. So long. I'll see you in the next one. Yeah. All right, listeners, by all means, come talk to us on Facebook. Come talk to us on Twitter. Uh, hit us up on the YouTube channel. Smash that subscribe Not subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button. Uh, and come on, talk talk to us. Join the conversation. Again, that's one of the things that we like to do. That's one of the things that we like to do to hear from you, to hear what your thoughts are. Are you agreeing with us at the silliness of some of this, or do you take it that seriously? 
Uh, again, by all means, let's have the friendly conversation. That's what we're all out here to do is we're all out here to say, hey, we love this universe. We love these characters. Do we agree with some of the things that some authors do with characters? No, but let's talk about it. Let's have right. that friendly conversation about it. So hit us up on hit us up on all those things over on the interweb. Well, all right, boys. As per usual, I got the last round coming from this lovely lady with the tentacle hair, and uh, this is actually it's a Kessel Spice drum. Now this is meant to be served a little warm, and we have to turn off uh, we have to turn off the lights over here, and please turn off all your pads and everything because it's, it has to stay dark. As you can see, she's bringing it under a towel already. And so it's meant to be served warm, take it in one shot, but it is gonna burn a little on the way down and you may see some things afterwards. Yeah, some down right here, sweetheart. Yeah, get that light for me. Thank you. I'm very much. I'm getting paranoid already. <coughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Dungeons and Dweebs. There's even more adventuring to be had at our website, dungeonsanddweebs.com. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at dungeonsanddweebspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find Dungeons and Dweebs on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at dungeonsanddweebs.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. The music for Dungeons and Dweebs is Fatal Fight by Royalty Free Kings and can be found at their website, royaltyfreekings.com. Dungeons and Dweebs is a Tim Gilbert media production. Copyright 2017, all rights reserved. And no part of the show can be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the expressed written permission of Tim Gilbert Media. The cereal? Oh no. Take us out. <laughs> I thought it was you. Are you asking Do me I to? take us? I don't take us. No, anybody does. Oh, anybody does. <laughs> you can check. On that note, uh, I'll edit it all. I got, Save I got, us. <laughs> on that note, let's actually get into this book because it is it is a shorter book. It's, quick, yeah. it's a quick read. And so let's actually get into this so that we can go. I have another round coming. Uh, this is a this is a actually it is called the Mandalorian. It's kind of like a car bomb. So we got the shot and we have the other alcohol we have to drop it into. All right, all right. Bring that over here. Yeah, use the slave one tray. Isn't that a speeder bomb? Have <laughs> cars? I can't. Get <laughs> Rat. And by all means, boys, I got, as always, I got the last shot coming. Now, this is a Tandalorian spiced rum. It's meant to be served warm. Tandalorian. <laughs> Kessel, if it's spice. Um, <laughs> Don't let it hit the light. We got to stay in this, <laughs> this dark corner of the bar. <laughs> yes, I'm, so, I'm sorry, it's the Kessel version. Oh, um, oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Can I try that again? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> Dad, Dad, can I do it again? It's called a, it's called a Skrillex Double Blaster. <laughs> double Blast. Well, all right, boys. As per usual, I got the last round coming from this lovely lady with the tentacle hair. And uh, this is actually, it's a Kessel Spice Drum. Now this is meant to be served a little warm and we have to turn off, uh, we have to turn off the lights over here oh. and please turn off all your pads and everything because it's, it has to stay dark. As you can see, she's bringing it under a towel already. And so it's meant to be served warm.